560 WQAM presents The Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 5670560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, call toll-free 877-785-NEIL or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors. Now, The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. ESPN Radio Sports Center. Looking through the bars at the county jail. What was that? OJ was there and he began to wail. Stiganovich was there because he drank too much. And Tyson was looking for something to touch of those jocks. Look at all the jailhouse jocks. Everybody was grabbing their socks. Getting ready for the jailhouse jocks. Mr. Fitzpatrick wasn't looking so well, saying that his marriage was a living hell. Cops in the corner with his burrito. He said the Taco Bell is the way to go those jocks. Look at all the jailhouse jocks. Everybody was grabbing their socks. Boy, smiling at the jailhouse jocks. On their jocks, everyone checking their clocks. Everybody has had hard knocks, including those jailhouse jocks. All right. Okay, now are we connected or what? Yeah, we had a little confusion here. I did because uh, this board you can switch over with like one stroke of a key, and it was switched over, and your studio wasn't on it on the board. I see. But I fixed it. We're good. Well, that, that sure flies in the face of the email I just got from Jolly Joe Bell about ten minutes before the start of the show, hmm. telling me the same thing you told me before about how our studio is going to be ready at the end of next week, and he still doesn't understand why it's such a big deal to me hmm. that we get our studio ready. He doesn't get it. Well, we just gave him an example why. Yeah, there, there was a good example. He said, you're in a state-of-the-art studio. Which is true. Yeah. But not convenient. Not convenient, not, uh, well, you know, right, right from the beginning, right from a week ago uh, Monday. It gave us lots of tourists. But that's okay, Joe. You don't understand because you're not a broadcaster. That's why you don't understand. You're a sales guy. How many times have I talked about that? The fact that most of the people in radio management come from the sales end of the stick as opposed from the broadcasting on the ear end of the stick? Right. That's For example, why... Duff, one of our very few salespeople who pays attention to this show in the building, uh, needed to speak to me this morning about uh, situation, mm -hmm. and he called me on my uh, Crackberry. Right. He had to call me. Couldn't come in there like he ordinarily would into the studio because we don't have one yet. That's why it's a big deal, Joe. Many, many reasons, including the way the show started this morning, like an abortion. So what do you think? The Randy Starks thing is a racial thing? I, I heard about an hour Joe show this morning. My God. Why is it that every time a dark-complected athlete gets into some kind of hot water, whether it's O.J. or whoever it is, uh, right away it's a racial thing? I don't you know. believe that? No, not really. I think it's because he had 13 people in a uh, vehicle that fits now, four. He says nine. Okay, well, it's still double the amount you're supposed to have. Right, a little more than double. It's supposed to have four. Right. And he in had addition a... to which, why is somebody driving a big contraption like that on South Beach in the middle of a busy uh, weekend night anyway? Well, what kind of crap is that? Well, on top of that, he had a girl on his lap while he was driving. Well, what's wrong with that? Well, nothing in theory. The police frown upon that, though. At least he's not gay. Oh, I'm sure of that. 
Well, at any rate, it's pretty compelling. And I'll tell you who I don't want to ever hear uh, the name of again. LeBron James. Oh, my God. If I had a dollar for every time his name has been mentioned on these sports nerd shows the last a week or two weeks, I, I could retire right now. Aren't you sick and tired of LeBron? Yeah, LeBron, Kobe, LeBron, Kobe. Who's better? No, not Kobe. LeBron. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. On and on and on with LeBron. So we got the uh, ratings coming at noon. Correct. Such as they are for the first week in May. We're going to have ratings like every five minutes now with this new deal. And I've been reading a lot about it. And, boy, there are a lot of very unhappy people in the industry with the Arbitron. They're really pissed off and fired up. Yeah, some unhappy people down here in South Florida. Like us? Us, Cox Radio. Half and half, really, for them. Yeah. Because half their stations did really well and half their stations uh, didn't do so great. Well, Cheap Channel did great. And you know what Castronova said yesterday? Mm-hmm. He said, we have the participants, the rating participants in our back pocket. But you didn't hear it from me. Now, how how could they do that? Not sure. How could they scope out who the people are that are being surveyed? And, and these people are going to be, I mean, when the number comes out at noon today, it's not going to be much different than it was the original one, that 0.2 we had. No, it shouldn't be. It'd probably be a 0.0. But at any rate, see who died? No. Peter Zezel died. Oh. That name doesn't mean anything to you? Yeah, a little bit. What does it mean? Well, didn't he play with the St. Louis Blues? Yes. And? And I uh, hooked up with his girlfriend in Atlanta once. What? I did. Wow. How scandalous can this get? That sounds compelling to me. That was when I was in college. I hooked it. She, he, she had a car that he bought her. It was like a Audi convertible or something like that, and there was pictures of them all over her apartment and stuff. I mm-hmm. felt bad for a second. Was she hot? Yeah, she was hot. Former Toronto Maple Leaf Peter Zezel died yesterday after more than a 10-year battle with a rare blood disorder. He was 44. In the summer of 2001, he was diagnosed with hemolytic anemia, a rare disorder in which red blood cells are destroyed faster than the body can replace them. He battled the illness in part with the drug prednisone, which causes significant weight gain. He blew up like, like somebody stuck a bicycle pump in his back. And his head especially. His head blew up like about double normal size for quite a while. He played 16 years in the NHL, one of the most popular Maple Leafs when the team enjoyed a resurgence during the early 1990s. I remember that during the Dougie Gilmore days, baby. Oh, yeah. And Sylvain Lefebvre. Let's get hockey intensive. That should do it. That, that should get us down to a 0.0. I don't understand why you're so concerned about this makeshift studio, Lee. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, why, why is, what's wrong with that man? Why is he always so negatory? Why is he always so, uh, you know... As opposed to being supportive and helpful, why has it always got to be some caustic? I don't understand why you're so, why it's such a big deal. It is a big deal. It is, I don't have to a- answer to him why it's a big deal. Is, is it a big deal to you? It's a that big we deal. we ought to have our own studio and it ought to be ready sometime in our lifetime? Instead of this crap uh, sending text messages, I'm, I'm in the bathroom getting ready to hop in the shower, 8.20 in the morning, and here comes, you know, because that's the only way you and I can uh, communicate, mm-hmm. other than phone calling. Zezel, 44, was admitted to hospital last week for surgery, but despite chemotherapy and the removal of his spleen, his situation worsened. Glenn Healy, NHLPA Director of Player Affairs, issued a statement on behalf of the Players Union. The hockey community has suffered a great loss, said Healy. Peter was a friend and a great family man who was well-liked by everyone he crossed paths with in our game. Our thoughts are with Peter's family and many friends during this difficult time. 
Well, one thing about him, he sure he sure went a rough way. He's been dying for a long time. Yeah, and that's young, 44. Wow. Yep. Here's the poll from yesterday. We had 1,005 votes. By the way, for the people at Arbitron who think that the entire audience has vanished, who can't find anybody in their sample who listens to this show, yesterday we had 1,038 people listen online on our website on neilrogers.com, and you said over 200 on the uh, WQM.com? Oh, no, it was over 500. Really? Yeah, it was like 510, something like that. Wow. So that means we had almost 1,600 people listening online yesterday, which is a lot more than, according to Arbitron, we have listening altogether. Yeah. Hubsay and Dreard, the people in Beltsville, Maryland, okay? Here's the poll from yesterday. We had 1,005 votes. My favorite holiday is Christmas, 245, Thanksgiving, 225. Boy, that was a real battle. Christmas edged out because people like getting gifts, especially money. Give me some guilt. Hanukkah didn't do that well. It's because we don't have that many Jews. All the old Jews abandoned me. They all either died or moved to Boca. I hate holidays, 177. See, here we go again with that. I hate. Like the poll I got today. I only put it on there gratuitously just to see if anybody would vote for I hate all of these movies that Neil likes. It's in third place now. I hate them all. And when you see the list of movies, how could anybody hate all those movies? But it's just, it's just, it's just a state of mind. It's the South Florida attitude. I hate holidays, 177. Independence Day, the 4th of July, 96. Halloween, spelled wrong, 71. You know, there were a couple of people that took the time to email me about the misspelling of Halloween as if it's our uh, doing. Yeah. Bah. 71, said Halloween. My birthday, 51. New Year's Eve or day, 22. St. Patty's Day, 14. Purim, 13. Labor Day, 12. Memorial Day, 11. Kwanzaa, 10. Cinco de Mayo, 10. Why, I have no idea. Hanukkah, 9. Passover 8, Yom Kippur 7. Why would Yom Kippur be somebody's favorite holiday? Not sure. When you can't eat? Yeah. When you have to atone for your sins? I mean, if you look at the two winning holidays, they're both big eating holidays. Yeah, Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's right. They're gluttonous, man. Mm-hmm. we got a lot of gluttons out there, including me. Father's Day 7, Easter 5, Valentine's 5, Rosh Hashanah 3, Passover 2, and Mother's Day 2. Only two for Pesach. I guess they're not that big on the Pesadiki candies. How about the Seder? Don't you get some good crap like brisket and uh, latkes on uh, Pesach? Love latkes. Oh, so do I. If you'd have been working there on the, back in the day when we had Corky still in business, they would have brought you a, a whole bunch of brisket and potato latkes. That's what they used to do back when we could get food brought in before Jolly Joe became a hard ass. What, what, what is with his whole attitude about life? Why is he so negative? I don't know. Why can't he just, uh, you know, I mean, the other information was fine, you know, about their other priorities, the other building, they got to do this, and Power 96, they got to do that. That's fine. We can wait till the end of next week. At least we now have some kind of a time frame, alleged. The Dow's down 42 points, not off to a stellar start. I just don't understand why it's such a big deal. Why is everything such a big deal? Why are you such a pain in the ass? Why are you and your lawyer such a pain in the ass? A very sour guy. He looks like a sour guy, and he is a sour guy. Your buddy, your close personal friend, Jolly Joe. I still don't understand. No, you wouldn't understand because you don't get it at all. This is a guy who doesn't even come close to getting it. But someday, you know what? Someday he's going to get it. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling. I just have a feeling in the pit of my ass that someday... 
He's going to get it, whatever it is. Taking a look at today's pool, which I like this pool. You like it? I like it, but I have a question about it. Wait a minute. You like it? Go ahead. Now, you left off the Godfather intentionally, I guess, right? It says, other than Godfather. Now, that would have went hands down, you think? Right, of course. Okay. Landslide. It's like asking us today, Wednesday. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's pointless. Other than Godfather, all the movies Neil, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like best? 282 votes so far. Network 67. Thank God. Yeah, that's good. That's one of the greatest movies ever made. Patty Trapsky was a genius. A Clockwork Orange 49. I hate them all 45. When you hear this list of movies, how could anybody who ever has seen a movie in their life hate all of these? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross 42, Deliverance 40, 41, Requiem for Dream 16, Dracula 11. I'm talking about the original one with Bela Lugosi. Imaginary Heroes 5, The Hospital 5, George C. Scott, Magnolia 4, The Covenant 1 with the lovely Stephen Strait. 294 votes. I hate them all, 47. Third place. Let's see. There's three that I haven't seen. Yeah. Imaginary Heroes, The Hospital, and The Covenant. Well, you wouldn't like The Covenant. No? No. The Hospital with George C. Scott is a must-see. About the butchery that goes on in hospitals, it's great. That's also Patty Chayefsky, by the way. And what was the other one you didn't see? Imaginary Heroes? You'd like that. I'll have to check them out. Good movie. So wh which one is your f favorite of that list? I would vote for the network also, but I like uh, I really do like A Clockwork Orange, but I think the network wins. The network? Yeah. Or network, I mean. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! 10-13 at 5.60 WQA. I'm happy Wednesday to you. We got Big O at 2, Mad Dog 4-7. Dolphin of the Night, 7 to 8. 8 to 9, we got DA. Oh, that's right, because then we got basketball. Lakers and the Nuggets, 9 to a whenever it's over with. So we got an abbreviated DA. He had more than enough airtime last week. More than enough. Get the honey, Junior. Okay, listen up, everybody. Following pressure by state authorities, we've decided to pull our erotic services ads from the main Craigslist page. And we've moved those to a new category, adult services, where they can be monitored. Uh, excuse me, sir? Yeah, go ahead, Gina. Well, does this include the anonymous roadside rest area sex postings? No, because that's not really an erotic service. That's just a standard run-of-the-mill Craigslist posting. Uh, okay, fine. But we are moving our gay-seeking rusty trombone and dirty Sanchez people locator postings? Well, Gina, I pay good money to use the people locator. And trust me, the whole experience has been very erotic. Okay, fine. I understand that. But what about the postings for men seeking women for missionary-style lovemaking. <laughs> Gina, 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 seriously, you that's not erotic. No, that's... that's I, yeah, yeah I, that ends the meeting. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Let's go to lunch. Oh, I bet the Big Booby Buffet is half off over at the Tiggly Wiggly. Nice. Yeah, half the Big the Booby Buffet. The buffet. Ten eighteen at 560 WQAM. Did I step on the end of that? I guess I did. Yeah, a little bit. My, my apologies. It's okay. It wasn't that good. I could back it up a little bit here. One moment, please. Up the middle money. And Dirty Sanchez people locator postings? Well, Gina, oh, well, I backed it up too far. It wasn't that good to play it again. Mark, who's obviously got a problem, says, I listen to my over my computer at work. For the last two days when I try to listen, I get Joe Rose commercial and then nothing. Are you guys having trouble or am I doing something wrong? Mark, you're doing something wrong. 
We got a zillion people listening online, and uh, you're the only one who said. Now, yesterday there were some reports of oh, a little cutting out, ba 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 ba, whatever. Remember that? Yeah. But you know, some maybe it had like a brain fart or streaming. But today, Mark seems to be the only one. Are you, are you getting any uh, word on any streaming problems? Hopefully not. No, not yet. No. Rasta Paul, get, get yourself a life, Rasta Paul, because this is not a poll. How, how can other people add to the poll? Now, if I forget something, like Fatso, Jim said you left off Fatso. Thank you, Jim, you're right. Please add Fatso, please. Okay, I'll do that. Can you handle it? You know another movie that I should put on there? It's one of my favorites, and I watch it every time I see it on cable. Christine. Christine. About the car. Oh, yeah. You don't like Christine? Yeah, it was okay. Well, I, I love it. For more reasons than just the story, John Stockwell was in it and running around. He was in bed naked in part of the movie, but nevertheless, that's just a fag thing. Rasta Paul says, the mix today sounds very clean, and you can hear the new guy better than he sounded previously this week. Did you guys fix something? Did we fix something in our state-of-the-art studio that you're broadcasting from, Flea? Who knows? They're always potchking with something. Yeah, they're always potchking around. And it says, please add Taxi Driver to the poll. No, we will not add Taxi Driver because, number one, it's not one of my all-time favorite movies. And number two, who the hell are you to be telling me what movies I like? I liked it just fine, but was it one of my all-time favorite movies? Uh, no. Absolutely not. Is it one of your all-time favorites, Taxi Driver? It would make my top 25, maybe. Top 25, no. My, maybe my top 50. Other than Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like the best? Network 75. Clockwork Orange, 52. I hate them all, 51. Bah! Bah! If Neil likes it, I hate it. Bah! <laughs> Glengarry Glen Ross, 49. Deliverance, 43. Requiem for a Dream, 19. Dracula, 12. The Hospital, 6. Imaginary Heroes, 5. Magnolia, 5. And The Covenant, only one. Probably some queen out there. I mean, just one. Boy, pretty exciting. Noon, we get another uh, bunch of numbers. Yeah. They're going to be really, really bad because it's the same. This business where they don't change the sample, like 10 or 15% of it, and the other 85% or 90% stay the same for up to, what, two years? That's what they said, two years. <laughs> that's, a hell of a, that's a hell of a system, ain't it? But now I'm hearing that they know that there's a flaw with the system, so they may be changing things sooner than we think. Good. Maybe they can find a few Neil Rogers listeners. Because the people who listen to this show are not the same people who listen to A, sports talk, B, right-wing, uh, fanatical, uh, Nazi crap. Wow. But they just can't. So far, they haven't found you folks, whoever's listening there, all 20 of you. Roscoe says, e oh, I, I got a story on this. Somewhere in my pile, I got a big story on this somebody sent me yesterday about Larry King. Remember the story I ended the show with yesterday about Larry betting on a horse, and that, that fable that he keeps telling? Right. Well, it definitely is a fable. I'll find, I'll find it in my pile here somewhere. Are you sure? I'm positive. Anyway, it says, uh, Equidaily.com had a series of stories about the Larry King story last week. Several inconsistencies were pointed out. The horse he supposedly won all the money on never raced at Calder. In 1971, Calder didn't even offer trifecta wagering. In an interview with Esquire magazine four years ago, Larry claimed he won 12000 instead of 8000 on that fateful day. Roscoe says, a typical TV talking head, he couldn't tell the truth if he put a gun to his head. That's for damn sure. Uh -huh. For the stories that he used to tell. Just a compulsive BS artist. That's, Larry. That's how he got to where he is now. First to show you, BS, BS is where it's at. All you people under the age of 100 out there, if you want to BS your way through life, it works for some people just fabulously. 
I'll find it in here somewhere. It's in my big-ass pile. Yeah, this is a horse that never raced a calder, the one that he claimed. And also, <laughs> uh, when I get into the when I find the other story, she never won a race. Whatever the horse's name was, we'll we'll get to it. It's compelling to like, you know, hold it out there to tease with it. Are you teased? Yes. Oh, here's the fake Larry King sends me this. He says, "Don't let Joe Bell win. He wouldn't know compelling radio if it bit him on his fat ass." When you read the ratings today, could you give the breakdown of Paul and Ron? Versus Bubba. Well, the problem with that is that uh, Bubba's demographic is 18 to 34. We don't, we don't, don't we get those at all? I guess we could. Yeah, we can get them. Men 18 to 34. That's supposedly his demo. Right. Mandish versus Labastard. Says, hope you break a 0.2 today. Any report on George? No. Haven't heard from George since you talked to him on Sunday. Right. And I haven't had any more email updates. I thought we'd be getting those every morning. Something new, but maybe there's nothing new to report. I'm sure when he's got something definitive and new and exciting to report, we'll be the first ones to hear it, or some of the first, and I'll pass it along to you. John ZTR says, speaking of a clockwork orange, you should check out Blu-ray version of it. I know you're against Blu-ray. I'm not against it. I'm just, I just don't need it. But ask Flea, the difference is night and day. By the way, too bad George is gone. I sent him a copy of the movie Doubt a while back, and he claimed to hate it. Really? I find that hard to believe, not that John ZTR would lead us down the garden path, but it seemed to me a kind of a movie that would be right up George's alley, Sally. Wouldn't you think? I would think so, yeah. All the stuff about the Catholic Church and about the nuns and the priest and the child molesting priest and all this other stuff. Oh, here's, I'll get to this eventually. Seven famous people who died during sex. Thanks to a James <laughs> who sent that to me. My favorite one is the last one on the list. Well, it goes backward from number seven to number one. Number one, Pope Paul II. It says, believe it or not, two popes have made the list of famous people who have died during sex. Make of that what you will. In the case of Pope Paul II, he suffered a stroke in 1471 while being sodomized by a page boy. How do you like that? Not the way I want to go. While being sodomized by a page boy? Right. Brandon says, here is your once-in-a-while Bubba Love Sponge update from me. And I think today takes the cake on the quality of his show. He doesn't like uh, Bubba at no. all. I don't get a lot of feedback on Bubba other than when he's uh, doing kissy-kissy to my cheeks. Other than that. Oh, Bubba was uh, kissing up to you this morning said you're the greatest. Yeah, well, good. Hopefully some people will get surveyed in the ratings. That, that's more important to me than whether Bubba likes the show or not. Not only does he have Tucker Carlson on all the time. Oh, Tucker Carlson and what's his name all the time? The, um... Who's the other one he's got on all the time? The wrestler? Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. They're best friends. But today, while Tucker was on, both him and Tucker got into a very in-depth talk about shaving your body here, including the boys downstairs. Bubba shaves, Tucker does not because it questions his manhood. Well, maybe he ought to ditch that bow tie. That don't do too good for his manhood either. <laughs> Bubba replied by saying he was a manly man. Maybe the new rating system isn't wrong at all after dropping his ratings way down. Now, that's right, Brandon. We really got a 0.2. We had 84 billion people listening online yesterday, and we have a 0.2. He says, and one thing that really pisses me off is that people call his show, sometimes he protects their voice by distorting it, because if it's a serious subject they're calling about, he wants to keep it so nobody would recognize their voice. Hmm. I only listen to this will when both Bob and Tom and Elvis Duran are on a commercial break at the same time, says your close personal friend, Brandon, who so far, by the way, has no complaints about you, but wait till summertime when Cordis joins you when yeah. I'm not here. <laughs> 
Hi there. Bothered by those pesky religious fanatics? Excuse me, have you made peace with the ultimate supreme being? Leave me alone! <laughs> yes, you could try blowing them up. Pardon me, sir, but did you know that your immortal soul is in danger of... <laughs> but think of the mess, not to mention those legal fees. That's why we at Lingam Labs have developed Jehovah Way, the clean, simple way to rid yourself of those annoying acolytes. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible... Knock it off! Where are we? What are we doing here? Oh, man, I gotta get a life. Oh, me too. Yes, Jehovah Way, proven safe and effective. And for those annoying encounters at the airport, it's new travel-sized Jehovah Way. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna. <coughs> hey, where did I get these stupid clothes? And what? Hey, where, where's my hair? My hair? Yes, Jehovah Way, the little spray that keeps fanatics away. Look for it in the pest control section of your local hardware store. Well, the reason I play that is because the Jehovahs are doing their big thing starting this weekend. Yeah. The start of the Jehovah's Witnesses convention season, and this year they'll be preparing for the end of the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> Starting Friday, Witnesses will host 14 consecutive weeks of conventions at the Christ Convention Center on Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard in West Palm. I'll get back to that. I'll get back to you, Diana. Here's one. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. Mistake, mistake, mistake. <laughs> it says the 500 listening from the QM website are included in your total count of listeners. They run from the same streaming server. Is that correct? I have no idea. I guess Eric can let me know. Yeah. Not, not that it makes that much difference. Because 1,038 is a pretty hefty number. Yeah, I don't think that's accurate because I think you take the streaming from the website, but it does, you don't get the count of the people. That's on a separate system, I believe. So I think I that see. guy's wrong. You're wrong. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. Alex says, for the poll, I've never seen any of them. I, you know, if wow. there's anybody who's never seen any of those movies listed on that poll, then, then you're not qualified to vote on it. You know what I mean? Right. And he says Godfather beats them all, which I agree with that, Alex, but that's why I said other than Godfather, because that would have had 8 million votes. Christine don't have any. I can, I can understand that. That's a good movie, though. And there's a message there. There's some kind of a message in that movie. Who was that hot chick that was his girlfriend? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. And I'll he, check it he out, lo though. He loved the car more than he loved her. That, that's, I don't know. Maybe he was gay. And maybe that's why I hung around with John Stockwell so much. I wouldn't blame him. Anyway, Christine doesn't have any votes. That's sad. Fatso's already got a couple. A lot of people don't like Fatso, and I think probably people who've never been fat and aren't, haven't had a battle of fat all their lives, they probably uh, can't relate to it. I can't imagine any fat person not just loving Fatso. Can you? Did you see it? Oh, yeah, it was great. Get the honey, Junior. I got it on the end, Junior. You ate the Oni. Oh, and Bancroft. Well, I sure miss her. She was great. She was fabuloso. Anyway, this year's theme, Keep on the Watch, is designed to discuss world events and how they relate to the Bible's prophecy of the apocalypse for the Jehovah's Witnesses. The headline says, Jehovah Witnesses brings apocalyptic topic to West Palm Beach's leaky teepee. Have you ever been in the leaky teepee? Just this morning. <laughs> oh, oh, no. See, you don't say it the way George said it. No. But that was good. That was excellent. Just this morning. What a putz. Anyway, how to survive the end of the world be preached at 11 a.m. on Sunday in the leaky teepee. Which would you rather have, a leaky teepee or a leaky peepee? 
We feel that as imminent spokesman Richard Ferris said, we can't really put a date on it, but the scriptures tell us nobody knows days or hours. But we'll look at the signs as they uh, appear. Uh, uh, what? Oh, as a theme of our convention, and keep on watch. They're looking for the signs. Jehovah's Witnesses believe that while the apocalypse will be terrible for many, it'll be the beginning of a better world for the faithful. If you believe our bullcrap, you're going to be in heaven. There's going to be money growing on trees in your backyard. Hundreds. Thousands. Alexandria Paul was the girlfriend in Christine. She was pretty hot, if you ask this yeah. old fag. Yeah, she's yeah hot. she was. Mm-hmm. Going door-to-door with Bibles and informational packets has become a trademark for the witnesses, and Ferris said there's a reason recruiting is such a major part of their religion. While we don't relish the thought of destruction that's going to take place, that's why we feel so strongly. You know, when I was a little kid in Canada, New York, I was maybe, oh, I don't know, say 12 years old. So that would be like 1954. And back then they were coming knocking on the door. They had the, Their magazine is The Watchtower. The the final days, the end days, that that was like uh, 55 years ago. And here we're, we're still here. I guess they're a little bit off, you know? Just a tad. Kind of like our management, they're a little bit off. Kind of like the people at Arbitron, they're a little bit off with their numbers. That, that should be our new theme of the show. What's the point? Oh, point two. Oh, here's another one. Pull misspelling. Just amazing to me how few of you people really have anything to say, but when we make some kind of mistake on the on the website, you have the movie The Covenant listed as the Convenant. Well, guess what? I'm looking at the thing that I wrote out myself and sent to Eric, and it says The Covenant. Maybe Eric made a typo, okay? He's entitled. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy, does a fabulous job for us on this website, and doesn't charge a penny, and has for years and years, and because he made a, yeah, I see, he's got a, an extra N in there. The convent. Maybe it's another nun movie. Like Doubt. Oh, uh, the fake Anita Bryant says, The new George, what's-his-name, is pretty entertaining. It's nice to hear someone who actually cares about his job. I don't know what George is doing these days, but who cares, she says. What a bitch. Wow. You, Neil, are the last entertaining thing on radio anymore. Uh, uh, You and Mr. Ego, that is. Oh, God. I can identify how bad AM radio has gotten by the amount of NPR I listen to. Anyway, and NPR showed up in that number for the first time ever. Right. Anyways, have the new George talk about his background in radio. Oh, I'm not kidding. Didn't Still we get with this that? yesterday? The same crap. He's already done that. Been there, done that. Go away. Right. All you fakes. Fake this one. Fake that one. Screw off. Oh, Blackie... No, no thanks. Why satellite radio makes this beam? He sent this to me yesterday. I wasn't going to use it then, and I'm not, not going to use it now. Here's one that says, I hate Bubba the Love Sponge. This is from a chronic, a chronic whiner. His show is just bad, really bad. Whenever I catch it, he's talking to Hulk Hogan and kissing <laughs> his ass. <laughs> By the way, there's a rumor that Hulk and his wife staged that divorce in order to prevent being sued by the passenger of the car crash that his son Nick was involved in. Hulk is a degenerate and white trash. As long as Bubba has him on, I won't listen to him, says this goofball. Well, good. Good for you. Alexandra Paul played Lee Cabot in Christine, says Scott. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Well, I guess it was because you looked it up. Right. Soundtrack was good, but the movie wasn't as great as the book. For some reason... King doesn't translate well to films. That's true. In Pinellas Park. I agree with that. Except I, I for, thought the movie was just fine. I didn't read the book. I think The Shining did a good job, but a lot of his movies oh, get lost. Oh, The Shining. 
fair. You didn't like The Shining? Not only didn't I like The Shining, I hated it. Red rum, red rum, red rum. It was spastic. And here's Jack Nicholson sitting there at that typewriter, typing up a storm, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at it, and he's just typing gibberish. Well, that movie freaked me out for a long time. Did it really? But I was little I when it came it. out. Hated The Shining. But anyway, it, it sure as hell was no Christine, I'll tell you that. Wouldn't you like to have a car that would go and, like, just take care of certain people like it did in that movie? <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice. Like an automatic pilot. You just whisper to it, hey, go I'll run over uh, Chow Pal or whoever, you know. That was down 10 points, not a big deal. I, I'm, I'm just all whipped up about those numbers, because if they're very much the same. Now, now, what were you saying, that they're going to be changing more often, like once every five years instead of once every hundred? Something like that. What was wrong with the old methodology? Was there some problem with it? Well, I guess, you know, technology, they want to be, uh, you know, with the times. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's coming up at noon. I can't wait. I'm on the edge of my seat. If you're planning a Scientology wedding reception, don't settle for ordinary entertainment. Call Scientology Wedding DJs. Ladies and gentlemen, time to dance off that delicious dinner. This one's going out to Zenu, who dropped those atomic bombs down those volcanoes a million Earth years ago. It's the Gap Band. You dropped a bomb. Scientology Wedding DJ can give your special day that special Scientology touch. Alrighty, folks, time for the bride to throw the bouquet. So let's have all the single women with an operating feet level of seven or higher on the dance floor right now. Come on now, you know who you are. Scientology Wedding DJs are the perfect MCs for your perfect celebration. The controlling groom feeds the brainwashed bride. The controlling groom feeds the brainwashed bride. Hi ho, the Dario. The controlling groom feeds the brainwashed bride. Okay, 1046 at 560 WQAM. Danny in North Miami Beach. Danny, you're a perfect example of what I was talking about a billion times before. The, the poll question isn't name a great movie that you like. He says, Network is absolutely brilliant. Yes, it is. What about great Pacino stuff before he became an impersonation of himself? Serpico, Dog Day Afternoon, or Godfather Part 2? Other than Godfather, which includes the first one and the second one, obviously, is the uh, poll. He says, I think Deer Hunter is great as well. So like George would have said, were he here, just send us a list of movies. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. Idiotic. What about this and what about that? Those aren't my favorite movies. I like Dog Day Afternoon just fine. It was good. Attica. Attica. It was good. Very good. Yeah. Not one of my all-time favorites. How is it possible for listeners, for other people out there, of course, you know, when people are telling me how to do the show and how to live my life and how to spend my money, why not tell me what movies I should like? Sure. Jesus, Danny, get real. Get serial. What a clown. Oh, speaking of clowns, and this ties in with what I said before about how everything in America is a racial thing. Right. O.J. Simpson's appealing to the Nevada Supreme Court to overturn his conviction on L.A. armed robbery and kidnapping charges. A court clerk says his appeal was filed yesterday in Carson City. If you could have seen, when I first walked into that building, the, the old building at QAM, mm -hmm. 
All these pictures of O.J. on the walls, the, the water Nazi, people that you never even met. Water Nazi, Screwan, you know her. And a bunch of other jock sniffers. Oh, O.J., he's our hero, O.J. It was just, and this is after the murders, of course. The appeal alleges Simpson's conviction in a hotel room confrontation with two sports memorabilia dealers was tainted by judicial misconduct, a lack of racial diversity on the jury, and errors in sentencing and jury instructions. The document criticizes Clark County District Judge Jackie Glass and accuses prosecutors of improperly questioning witnesses about allegations of intimidation. Lack of racial diversity on the jury. Hmm. It could take a year or more for justices to issue a ruling. The former football star was convicted last October, serving 9 to 33 years oh! in state prison. 500 years ain't enough, but 33 will do. He'll be pushing up daisies in less than 33 Oh, Manny from Acapulco, the fake Manny from Kendall, says Scarface is better than any of those movies on your pull list. Well, guess what? I'm not a big Scarface fan to say the best. If I never heard of it again, it would be too soon. And then it says, is it possible your taste in movies suck? What a coma, in <laughs> and it says comma-inducing, coma-inducing list of movies, seriously, says Manny. Well, if you don't like them, too bad. You think it's a coma-inducing list? I think that every movie on there, or maybe with exception of one or two. No, I'm sticking with the comma-inducing yeah, comma-inducing, Manny. Manny has a spelling problem, just like uh, your buddy uh, Sedano's fake agent. Haven't heard from him in quite a while, the fake agent. No. 385 votes. Still haven't heard from Eric or anybody else about that thing with the the number of listeners online. Whether the, the total that I get includes the ones who are listening on QM.com. I doubt it. I doubt it also. You doubt it? Other than Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like best? That includes Godfather, first one and number two. And number three, which I'm the only person in the world who likes that one. Network 91, I hate them all, has moved into a second place tie with a clockwork orange, 64. I hate them all. <laughs> Glengarry Glen Ross, 60. Deliverance, 46. Requiem for a Dream, 22. Dracula, 15. Magnolia, 6. The Hospital, 6. Fatso, 5. Imaginary Heroes, 5. Covenant, 1. Christine, don't have any. What a coma-inducing list of movies. But at any rate. Oh, here's one from Kerry. Pull misspelling. Oh, I already read this. You have the covenant as the convenant. Yeah. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. It's been fixed. Oh, has it been fixed? Eric was right on top of it. Thanks so much for pointing out somebody's typographical error. You ass clown you. That was down 31 point. No big deal. No biggie. Cap in Hollywood Beach says, could you please play Engine Killer, which I did. And then he says, i got to hear it. And why isn't Roman Mejias in the Hall of Fame? I bet you don't remember Roman Mejias. Played for the Pirates a hundred no. years ago. 1960, I believe, he was on that 60 championship team with Bob Skinner and Gino Simoli and Roberto Clemente and all those guys, Rocky Nelson and Dick Stewart. Wow, that's a good team. And Don Hoke and Dick Grote and Vernon Law and Elroy Face. Oh, speaking of that, so I heard Joe talking about this this morning. Baseball star Jose Canseco destroyed by seven foot two Korean <laughs> kickboxer in Japanese MMA, uh, MMA tournament. What are we going to do about uh, that Kim Jong Il? We're going to send Alec Baldwin over there to get him? Maybe. I think we got some real tourists coming there with that son of a bitch. He's crazier than a bed bug. Yeah. And he was just ill, and I think he's probably got syphilis or something like that. 
striding to the ring wearing blue gloves, no shirt, and wielding a baseball bat. Former LA, Major League Baseball superstar Jose Canseco looked every inch a cartoon superhero in the moments leading up to his professional mixed martial arts debut. I bet you Rosanna Dana is really um, crushed over this. He also looked petrified, and he had good reason. It says this is from the Vancouver Sun. His opponent, seven foot two, three hundred and thirty pound South Korean kickboxing monster Hong Man Choi, a fighter so humongous that when entering the ring he stepped over the ring ropes rather than through them. Oh man! Yeah. Why had Canseco signed up for what looked like nothing more than an excuse to beat up a celebrity? Hey, it's Canseco, the first multimillionaire professional athlete to charge children five dollars an autograph. Who needs an excuse for insanity? But a six-figure a figure paycheck reportedly helped. That's right. Everybody now needs the money. Oh yeah. Yeah, he got rocked. Good. Choi and Canseco squared off as part of the Japanese Dream 9 Super Hulk Mixed Martial Arts Tournament yesterday. And though interest was high, this is not a fight that will be heralded as a shining example of the sport. Sport my ass. As the contest began, surprisingly, it was Canseco who landed the first punch with a wild looping right hook to Choi's nose. That would be his only highlight, however, as the rest of the fight consisted of the Major League Baseball MVP being kneed in the face by a giant opponent and then literally running away whenever Choi got close. <laughs> oh. That must have been something to see. Canseco threw the occasional taekwondo kick that seemed to do more damage to himself than to his opponent, all the while leading with his face and apparently uh, entirely game plan free. It was one of those love tap kicks that eventually gave Canseco what he was looking for all along and out. Landing a kick on Choi's gigantic thigh, Canseco pulled his leg back suddenly, limped for a second, pointed to his knee, and then found himself underneath 330 pounds of human flesh <laughs> as the big Korean rained down the ground and pound. After five or six blows, Canseco tapped out and took solace in the arms of a busty blonde at ringside. Ooh. Will the one-time Bash brother turn out for another shot at MMA? Unlikely, but he earned a paycheck and brought in a large crowd. That's more than he's done in his last four attempted career changes. But one would have to expect this was a one-off performance. Yeah. Two words you don't hear together usually. Big Korean. Yeah. Big Asian. How about the basketball players? Yeah, there's a few big Chinese guys for sure. Mm -hmm. Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Well, it's a genetic thing. You know, them Chinese guys, they're little guys. They're little teeny tiny guys. They're like midgets. And the Japanese guys. How do you tell the difference between, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Between Chinese guys and Korean guys and Japanese guys. I'm sure they can. Can they? I would think so. I'll be damned. Oh, here's, uh, sorry, but how do you feel about the deer hunter? John Kazawa's a fine actor Ooh. and taken too much too soon. Still me in North Miami Beach. We're not talking about the freaking Deer Hunter, okay? It was just fine. It's not one of my favorite movies. Oh, God. If you could see the stuff that's on here. Oh, here's one from Jimmy Syphilis. It's all in good fun, Neil. You are our queen, Manny. Yeah, all the stuff from over there is from a Manny from Kendall. He's Jimmy Syphilitics' producer and a real chronic, a crazy person. <laughs> Manny, the one I used to crank call Randy? Mm-hmm. What's the story with Randy? Is she back on the air? I guess so. I haven't heard. Haven't heard a word. Maybe not in this market, you think? Could be. Maybe somebody knows. Here's a George update. I got an email from George days ago responding to an email. I sent me th it's about treasure chest. It's about some um, strip thing. You know, the thing with George, how does he have the time? Well, I guess now he's got the time, but even before <laughs> when he was still working, he responds... To these emails. 
Don't you find that rather, I don't know. It says you can listen to Randy Rhodes live on Talk Radio XM channel 165. Now? Yep. What time is she on? 3 to 6 p.m. Well, thank God she ain't on like between 10 and 2. We're not going to be promoting that. With our point two. So we got only an hour to wait before those big uh, Arbitron, those new, that new technology comes raining down on our head. I'm thinking maybe a point one. Listening to Neil Rogers. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock, 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 solid. This is your brain. You, fa- you, 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 fairy. Any questions? White men in suits, tailored suits and tie guys. White men in suits, robbing us blind. White men in suits with tasty flesh on the inside. White men in suits. The clean and shiny symbol of crime. White men in suits, breaking the law is a safe bet. White men in suits, long as you dress for success. White men in suits, I'm gonna buy a sharp new blue suit. White men in suits, and be a crooked a-hole swindler like you. White men in suits. Yes, talking posers, white men in suits, no more free pass for you. White men in suits, uberistic Christian soldiers, white men in suits, you make everybody gag and puke. White men in suits, get flustered and indignant, white men in suits, when you're consistently wrong. White men in suits are finding two boyfriends in prison. White men in suits, all your credibility is gone. White men in suits are to be respected. White men in suits, it's time to turn that around. White men in suits should have their own water fountains. White men in suits. Three at QIM. Happy Wednesday to you. So here's one from an email from Hyman Rath, not Roth, Rath, W R A T H. Okay. I don't want to say there's a lot of illiterate people out there, but you know what? There's a lot of illiterate people out there. Are you sure? Hyman Rath says Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile are two Stephen King books that translated to great movies. Pet Cemetery was okay as well. I didn't see Pet Cemetery, and I have Shawshank Redemption in the other room, and I still refuse to watch it. And I think Pet Cemetery was horrible. Well, there you go. 
And what's that got to do with Christine? Christine was fine. Was uh, you know not not a not one of the all time great movies. One of my favorites, but that doesn't make it great any more than Covenant. Covenant's got one vote. Christine's got one finally, and we got four hundred eight votes. Anyway, Eric tried to clarify, but he only confused it for me. Maybe you understand this. Okay. It says I think the number you're looking at is the number of clicks on the listen link. Note that if someone is having problems with the stream, they may have clicked on it more than once. Yeah, I do take that into account on days when the thing drops out. You know, and we have like eighty zillion. People allegedly listening, and I realize that they're clicking on a whole bunch of times to try to reconnect. Right. But here's the point I want you to listen to very carefully, being the technical expert and pervert that you are. Since the advertising box that pops up is delivered from QAM's site, QAM's count should already include ours. But it does not. No, it's what we get, what I look at, is not the clicks. I get the actual listeners at the time that I click on and look. So I can tell you exactly how many listeners are online at that time. Oh, at that moment. Yeah, at that moment. So it's different. And when did you get that 500 number? I can go back and look, like, in 10-minute segments, how many people you had listening online at any given time. Mm-hmm. And at, yeah, I think it was at, at 12 o'clock, between 12 and 12.10 when it switches, there was 510. And at that given moment? At See, that given the number, moment. The number I'm looking at is the total number of people who listened online during the day, right. during the four hours. And I look at the actual live listening that's going on at that moment. And then well, it that's more it. than Arbitron gives us credit for the whole audience. Right. Bastards. Retards. John in Lakeworth says, Randy is on WJNO up here in West Palm Beach. 6 to 9 p.m. on a delay. They replaced her time slot with Sean Manatee. Sean Manatee. I mean, what 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 kind of a name is that? Is, like, is that like Eddie Aardvark? Sean Manatee. No, I'm She's guessing a... he's saying Sean Hannity, but making fun of him because he's fat. Oh, I see. Well, I'm glad you picked that up because, uh, you know, I'm I'm not into Sean Hannity at all. He's just a, a big, fat, right-wing blowhard. That reminds me, did you see Man Cow get waterboarded? No. He did it and uh, admitted that, yes, it's definitely torture. He only handled, he hit it, like, for, like, two seconds and gave up. He sure made an impact in this market, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he's an ass. He had a oh, point. Oh. He, he never he moved the needle on the Richter scale. Of course, who am I to be talking about numbers now after that point, too? Anyway, Randy's on a handful of stations. I believe she's broadcasting from Washington, D.C. Nothing but ultra-right-wing Nazi radio here in South Florida, says John. Down to your talk show only. Flea is doing a good job. He's tops in my book after admitting he tagged that dead hockey player's girlfriend. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm okay, John. I'm doing all right. And you know where I'm going today? Woodbine. Nope. <sighs> Close, but not a match, and the board goes back. Remember that show, Constipation, with uh, Hugh Downs oh, and yeah. Art James? Sure. And then Alex Trebek was on it once upon a time Ugh. for about five minutes. I can't stand him. I'm going to Mohawk. What's Mohawk? Mohawk is the other horse track here. The harness They have the harness race meeting going on now. But they also have, of course, like all the Ontario uh, racinos, they've got Schlotz. I'm going to give it a shot. Mohawk. It's a lot farther. It's off the 401, eh? Oh, okay. Fake Barry Jackass says about 790 the ticket. Word is Howard Davis and Steve White like George, but are concerned about his lack of sports knowledge and how he would fit in at the station. I'll tell you how he fit in at the station on that morning show. Goose it up a little bit for crying out loud. Goose yeah. it up a lot. Because what I'm hearing from you and everybody else who's heard it, it's just a, a real turd burger. Mm-hmm. That George said on a morning show with what's her name? Crystal Fernandez. Crystal Fernandez Schwartz. Then Barry asks, who coined the term compelling radio? Bubba the Love Sponge mentioned the phrase came from you. 
Oh, Bubba, well, will he stop talking about me already for crying out loud? Jesus, God, between me and Hulk Hogan and who's the other one? WQM should start a billboard campaign with it. We're all listening for the ratings, says Barry. I bet you are. Yeah. I'll bet you are. Ratings, my ass. Anybody who considers these numbers ratings, even if we... And there's there's no way we're going to have a number. No. Oh, we'll have a number, all right, but I mean a decent number, not not even a respectable one. The fake Steve Rondonero says, Good morning, Neil. I'm enjoying this compelling talk about your favorite movie list. By the way, the compelling thing was Mr. Radio, whoever that jackass is, which I've blocked a hundred times. Did you ever see my movie? It was titled Making Mr. Right. No, I didn't, Steve-O. I think you'll enjoy it. I'm also sure it will not crack your top ten movies list. Making Mr. Right, 1987, newscaster. Also, Glenn Rinker was in the movie The Shining. He was on TV doing the news. Remember that? No, not really. Yeah, the TV was on in the back, and Glenn Rinker was the uh, stinker. Isn't he dead, Glenn Rinker? He yeah, was like a little midget. Did they uh, Schmidt can Bob Mayer at Channel 4 yet, or what? You know, I don't know. I never watched the local television. You never watched the local news? Never. It sounds to me like you're out of touch, mister. I guess. You better touch it. Or maybe I'm in touch. Yeah, if you're not watching the, the local news, you're way ahead of the game. I would agree with that. It blows. Yeah, Bob Mayer's a good guy, though. He's about two feet tall. They sit him on 15 phone books. And I'm wondering if they pushed him out the door. Because, you know, what they did with Bob Weaver. Fred Gwynn was the only good thing in Pet Cemetery, says somebody. Shirley Yawn is back. Didn't you like Carrie? Yeah, I liked it. It's not one of my all-time favorites, though. I mean, is 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 that going to be the uh, nature of the conversation now? Which movies did you like or didn't you like? The question is, other than Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like the best? Not one ones that he likes or might want to see again or thinks are okay or pretty good. No. Neil loves. Got it? Making Mr. Right has John Malkovich in it, so maybe it's good. Oh, yeah, big deal. He's good. And Steve Rondonero, F. We're an actor. A bad actor. Wouldn't surprise me if it's the real one, you know? One thing about these emails, do you think any of these people are the real people? No. At least Manny from Kendall now is out of the closet over there at IOD. We know that. I always suspected it all along anyway. I know the real Jimmy Syphilis don't have time for me or this show. Network 97, Clockwork Orange 74, I hate them all 69. The fact that there's even one for I hate them all on this list... There are so many sensational movies on this list. How could you hate Deliverance, for example? Can you imagine hating that movie? No. Or Dracula with Bela Lugosi. You've got to be a real turd to hate that movie. Yeah, it's campy. Sure, it's camp. That's that's the whole idea. Right. But it's legendary. Eddie, Eddie, come help me, Eddie. Did you see that, Ed Wood? <laughs> oh, Ed Wood was great. Jim in Cooper City says your attorney should be working for you for free for all the publicity you give him on a year. I know a lot of attorneys. I never heard of Mr. Kent till I listened to your show. That's Miss Kent. Lawyers pay thousands of dollars a month to advertise their firms, and I bet Norma gets lots of clients that are your listeners. Jim in Cooper City. No, he was just lamenting that fact the other day. Well, I want to be fully compensated. Well, now he was lamenting the fact that if I said good things about him and what a great job he does, then maybe he might get some more clients and make some more money. Etc. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. On the last Norma Kent, attorney at law, 
The defense has no further questions. You don't want to cross-examine the witness? Nah. Then I'd have to get up. And you call yourself a lawyer? I object, Your Honor. To what? I move for a recess. You move? I'm having a movement, Your Honor. And I feel it's my duty. Hello, I'm Norma Kant. If you're in need of my erstwhile services, or you need me to draw up an ironclad contract complete with holes where I cut the paper dolls out, call 1-800-what? You mean I gotta get up and do something? Then leave a message and uh, I won't get back to you. That's the law orifices of Norma Kant. See habla espanol and portuguese. 1117 at 560 WQAM. So Paula gives me the good news. Bob Mayer hasn't been completely shoved out the door, but he's doing the 5 to 7 a.m. news on NBC6. Ooh. When they stick you 5 to 7 a.m., that's like one step from the door. Yep. And Paula says, broadcast news rules. I've tried to watch that a few times. I get maybe about 10 minutes into it. Oh, you know what other movie I watched 10 minutes of and I shut it off? What's that? Pineapple Express. Told you, it's horrible. It is. I don't think it was even 10 minutes. I mean, I'm, I'm just one of those people, if, if it's a movie I'm sitting at home watching on TV, and I just can't get into it. I'll, I'll, I'll just flip the channel, that's all. I, I will not sit there and continue watching if I find it ponderous. And Pineapple Express was beyond ponderous. It was just unwatchable. Yeah. And I like those kinds of movies, too. Steven Alexander, who's just a real chronic ass clown. You notice how there are some people who keep listening, but they're always like, everything they send you is negative. Mm -hmm. He says, are you a real Clockwork Clockwork Orange fan? Oh, I think they're coming for Steve. Do you hear him? Mm -hmm. Can you hear it? Oh, I can hear it. Oh. Do you know why it's called a Clockwork Orange? No, I didn't know, and I, I Googled it. It says, where does the name come from? Bet you can't do it without looking it up. No, I could not do it without looking it up. And does that mean I'm not a fan? <laughs> See, I'm not one of those people that has to know trivia. It's, it's like music. Oh, do you really like such and such a group? Well, who's the drummer, and who's, uh, you know, does this, and who, you know, like that? Right. Pseudo-intellectual idiots, ass clowns, like Stephen Alexander. Do you know where the name is, comes from? I have no idea. Well, you will now. The title is taken from an old Cockney expression, as queer as a clockwork orange, and alludes to the prevention of the main character's exercise of his free will through the use of a classical conditioning technique. With this technique, the subject's emotional responses to violence are systematically paired with a negative stimulation in the form of nausea caused by an emetic medicine administered just before. In other words, they make him puke his guts out. Mm -hmm. Etc. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the movie. I've watched it several times, and, you know, I learned something today, thanks to Stephen challenging me. Do you know why? I bet you, I bet you there are two people out of the entire audience of 50 who, who would be able to answer that. Queer as a clockwork orange. There you go, Stephen. Putz. Anyway, this poll has elicited a lot of response, mostly negative, as you'd expect. Rosenhaus fired by football player. The story is on Yahoo Sports. Have you heard also Peter Zezel died yesterday? It's the first thing I mentioned today. I talked about it at length. Peter Zezel. He was a good player. Not a, a great player. He's a good player. Good defensive forward. Excellent face-off man. Number 25, Maple Leafs. Oh, here's one from Hyman Rath. I'm not illiterate, Uncle Neil. I'm solidly semi-literate. My handle was obviously a weak attempt at cheekiness. Oh, 
It says, if you have to explain a joke, it's not very good. That's right. Hyman Rath, Roth, <laughs> Steen. 443 votes on the poll. Other than The Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like the best? And these are the list of movies that I love. I'm not saying that they're the best movies ever, that you got to love them. I'm just asking which one do you like the best. That's all. Network, 100. Clockwork Orange, 76. I hate them all, 69. Nah. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, 66, as in... You fairy! Deliverance, 50. Requiem for a Dream, 30. Dracula, 16. Fatso, 9. Magnolia, 8. The Hospital, 8. Imaginary Heroes, 5. I haven't seen any of these movies, too. Oh, come on. Christine, 2, and The Covenant, 2. Haven't seen any of these movies. Can, can you imagine that? No. What What is with these people? Are they like in a, a locked in a room somewhere? They're locked in a crypt? My God, and I'm sure I left, you know, many off of here, but I, you know, I pondered and pondered and wondered and thought about it. And then I said, okay, what's wrong with being an angry prophet denouncing the hypocrisy of our times? What a great movie. I'm finding that people under an age, you know, young punks, they don't like it. No special effects, moves too slowly for them. They fall asleep in the middle of it. Has a storyline. What? It has a storyline. Yeah. As opposed to just a bunch of special effects. Right. And Arnold isn't in it. So David says, I did get an email from George a couple of days ago responding to an email I sent on May 13. I asked him what the name of the featured performer that was that used to grace the stage at Treasure Island and fire ping pong balls from her... He came back with a correct response. Ironically, I'd emailed him while listening on the Internet, living in Annapolis, Maryland now, and learned uh, on that day of the contretemps surrounding his potential departure. Once I realized what was going on, I hadn't listened to it over a year, I'm ashamed to say. I apologize for asking such a trivial question during the breaking controversy. I hope he is well. And we hope he is well, too. We haven't heard since uh, Sunday. Today is already Wednesday. As a native Miamian graduated from Beach High in 76, a longtime listener started listening in 82 to WNWS, that iconic lineup of Alice Rantel, Shirley Tweeter, Steve Kane, and Neil Rogers. And was Jerry Wichner around late night after you? Yes. All through the show iteration since. Moved to Annapolis almost three years ago, but check in when I can. You're still the greatest radio talent I've ever heard. Not that my accolades mean anything, and I wish you the best. How do you like that? David in Annapolis says, I'm the greatest radio talent he's ever heard. I guess his radio doesn't pick up too many stations. Not with a point two. See, that number means nothing to me. No. Anybody who would believe it's got to be, you know, just somebody who hates me like poison or somebody who doesn't understand the audience. Or who doesn't understand why I'm concerned about having our own studio so we can do the things that we need to do in our own studio, like communicate in the morning and other times. And so salespeople like Muff can come in and communicate and confabulate. I don't understand why it's such a big deal. How can anybody, in my lifetime, I have never, ever worked for, I mean, I've worked for some real bozos, and I'm sure you have too, but I've never worked for anybody who is so consistently negative. Negative. And whatever I'm concerned about, whatever I need, whatever we need on the show, I don't understand it. What's the big deal? Why are you always making trouble? Blah, blah, blah. You know, that's him. As opposed to being supportive or constructive or like that, you know? And then when he's telling me about how we need to be compelling every moment because people now are very antsy with the dial. And if, if you don't keep them glued in, they're going to they're gonna go away. 
That's how he's explaining this whole new system. Oh. That, that's what they're discovering, is that people are very, very itchy. How, how's Ron and Paul then got a 12.5 share? I don't know. I think it's funny that now, all of a sudden, we need to do compelling radio, starting now. Yeah. How about back in the winter when we had the 6-7 shear? Not compelling. What do you mean by that? No. How did we get the 6-7 then? Oh, I guess it was compelling then. It was compelling. How about all those other years when we were dominating before before your buddy came to the market? How about all those years? We must have been pretty compelling back then. Of course, that's before they, you know, I, I'm not going to go through it. There's, there's no point. Because then it just sounds like sour grapes. No, it's all your fault, Neil. It's all your fault. You're old and uh, gay and fuddy-duddy and, yeah. As opposed to young and gay. Stephen says, and justice for all should be on the list. Well, what, what does that mean? How can you tell me what movies I love? <laughs> I like that movie a lot, and justice for all is great. But it's not one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> How could anybody out there tell me what should be on the list? That's like that's like going to the doctor and uh, you say to the doctor, "Hey, doc, how do I feel?" You know, it just doesn't make any sense. How's he going to tell you how you feel? One of the best endings to a film ever. Also, you need to see Full Metal Jacket, and then that would be on the list as well. Glenn Gary Glenn Ross is God, says Stephen. Well, good, Stephen. I'm happy for you. I'm not going to put movies on there that other people tell me I should like. Phil Latzman to the fake Tom Jicka says Phil Latzman and WLRN show up with a 4.5 share, men 25.54, ninth in the market. Didn't we say that yesterday? Yes. yes. Ask Flea to queue up the 0.0 drop for today's PPM ratings. I guess meaning for us. Could be. Neil, has it ever crossed your mind that perhaps due to the incompetent engineering department at WQM that more people are listening online than over the air? It says, I listen on my BlackBerry while driving because online listeners don't have to put up with a static, popping, cracking, snapping and crackling, lightning strikes, Celia Cruz music, and it goes on and on and on. I agree with that, though. It's easier to listen online than it is to listen to the radio. Well, when are we getting that big boost in the signal? When are they doing that? that uh... Soon. Is it true? I think it's true, yeah. You think it's true? Don't don't beat around the bush on this one. This is too important. Well, I've been told it's true. I've been told it's happening. Wow. Only one thing I can say to that. That would be something. If people could actually hear us on the ear, then maybe we might get like a point five, point six. Thirty-three minutes, and those numbers are going to be coming puking out. Now, are these going to? Is Clarence going to be running in with these, or what? Well, he said to be patient because he doesn't know how to use the system completely yet, so it might oh, take a little while. That, that's why I asked the question. I knew there'd be some crap going on. He doesn't know how to use the system yet. I thought he was the program director. Well, it's a new system, and he's kind of struggling through it a little bit. Hey, Clarence, you're struggling. You're struggling. Of course, for him, that's nothing new. I know you're fond of him. 1127 at 560 WQAM. Neil Rogers here for my friends at East Coast Public Adjusters. Do you have a Hurricane Wilma claim you'd like to reopen? Did you know that you have five years to reopen any insurance claim? If you're like some of my friends, you probably were underpaid and treated unfairly. Well, guess what? You can reopen that claim with the help of Pat and his team at East Coast Public Adjusters. For over 30 years, count them, 
about 30, man. East Coast Public Adjusters has represented property owners making sure they get the most out of their claim. And the best part is they only get paid if they get you more money. There's no risk, nothing to lose. They've reopened thousands of claims that they can do the same for you. Call today, 305-441-0882. Whether for your home or business, East Coast Public Adjusters will get you the money you need and deserve. Call 305-441-0882 or go to... Online, eastcoastpublicadjusters.com, and tell them that Neil sent you by. 305-441-0882. Oh, Neil. Oh, good. Okay, girls, nice work out there. You were tougher than a lot of guys in full pads. Imagine how tough they'd be in thongs and legs, huh? Hey, Coach, what... Let me finish, Jenny. Now, look, this is a physical game. Don't be afraid to use any part of your body for tackling. Your legs, chest, hips, and the best tackling begins in a solid four-point stance. Coach, why... Damn it, Jenny! What is so damn important that you have to keep interrupting me? Why don't you have any pants on, and why do you look aroused? Jenny, come on, damn it! If you were coaching a lingerie team and had an erection that rose and fell like an intake valve, you wouldn't wear pants either. Jeez! Show some respect for those with a penis. Okay, girls, that's it. That's all I hit the showers. Move it! Let's go! I'm right behind you. <laughs> Snap in the towel. <laughs> Not all that far off from, I'm sure, what happens in the real locker rooms, you know, the guys? Yeah. But then again, we'll let the uh, ex-jocks tell you all about that. Not, you notice how they n will never, ever fess up to the kind of crap that went on? And you can be sure that there's crap. I'm sure. Oh, here, are you asking you shall receive Tim Jones, George Sedano's agent. Good morning. Now he's, now he's misspelling things intentionally. <laughs> M-O-R-N-U-N-G. Good morning, Mr. Rogers. I've been following your show closely since the departure of George Rodriguez. I must say your show took a licking and it keeps on ticking, which is a good thing. I've heard some of the emails you have read. I wanted to tell you, you have some crazy people emailing your show. They must not realize there's nobody offering any real money at this time for any radio host in any radio market. Keep up the great job. I will keep on listening. He's not inviting me to lunch anymore. Wow. That's bad. Tim Jones. George Shadon, the fake George Shadon's fake agent. He's, at least he's spelling his client's name right now. That's good. With one N. The Dow's down only 10 points. It's just, it's not doing much. It's not moving or shaking. Wait till you hear this shocking news now that it's 11.33. Only 27 before noon, before little hand hits the big hand. Barry Jackass Arbitron pushes back New York City release to June 8th of the new technology. I can't say that word. I don't know why. In an email to its subscribers, Arbitron announced it will postpone the release date of the April 2009 New York monthly data and New York data for May week one again. From Wednesday, May 27 at noon to Monday, June 8th at noon. I wonder if ours is going to get pushed back. I haven't heard that. While conducting a quality review in advance of the release of the April data, Arbitron discovered that manually entered population numbers in one instance had been transposed in the internal files used for processing New York data, the email noted. We subsequently reviewed all markets and found no other instances of transposition. That means we'll get the numbers. They're still going to be full of crap, but we'll get them. Our review also found that the transposition which occurred during preparation for October 2008 report processing appears to have affected New York audience estimates for the holiday 2008-March 2009 report period sufficiently to warrant the issuance of revised audience estimates for those report periods. So now they're covering their ass. They're scrambling to cover their ugly ass. Hmm. Please note that as well, we are taking additional quality control measures for future reports. These measures include the replacement of manual processes that rely on clerical data entry with automated processes where possible. A lot of processes being processed. Processed. Here, it's processed. Doesn't that sound really fishy to you? Yes. 
scrambling around to cover their ass because the whole thing is bogus. Blackie, who's just... Get a life, Blackie. You're a good guy, but... I have no Jesus, life. God. Every time you say, I'll be damned, it reminds me of the scene from the great movie, The Magnificent Seven. That's not on my list and not going to be. The scene happens toward the end when Brad Dexter dies in Yul Brenner's arms. His last words were, I'll be damned. Are you impressed by that or what? That was a good movie, too. I love these uh, Bill Curtis spots. I've come to this court to challenge his speed yeah. on the Internet. I'll be using the 3G AT&T laptop connection. Bill Curtis and Andy Roddick. I like the one with the boxer. That's my favorite one. Yeah, when he jumps at him a little bit. Yeah, and oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he throws the fake punch and the boxer jumps back and jumps jump about five feet in the air. Who is that boxer? Oh, I don't remember now. Some guy. Some dark-complected guy. Don and LaBelle says you're full of crap. You. Oh, I am? He says, I checked the FCC records about a month ago when you mentioned a rumored power increase for WQM and found nothing there. The station owners would have to make a request for any power changes or antenna modifications. My guess is this may be someone's future plan, but nothing has been filed with the FCC, so don't hold your breath. That Donald could be Bell. true. What? That could be true. I doubt it, but it could be. Well, it flies in the face of what you told us just moments ago. I'm just telling you what I'm being told, and what I'm being told is it's happening. When? What What year? What? I would say 18 months. Well, that, that 18 months, that's not like imminent. No. 18 months, that's a year and a half. When you get to be my age, a year and a half is looking a long way down the road, mister. Year and a half, my ass. Holy moly. Oh, guess who died? I didn't tell you. Who? Besides Peter Zessel. Brooke Shearer. Never heard of her. No, I thought you were going to say Brooke Shields. Now, don't you think we would have already discussed that if Brooke Shields would have croaked? I would think so, yeah. Brooke Shearer dies at 58, former journalist and personal aide to Hillary Clinton. She had directed the White House Fellows Program and served in the Interior Department, has died. She died May 19 at her home in Washington, D.C. She was married to Strobe Talbot, a high-ranking State Department official in the Clinton White House, who heads the Brookings Institution Research and Policy Center in Washington. The couple's lives and careers were intertwined with those of President Clinton, whom Talbot roomed with at Oxford University in the early 70s. Shearer became close to Clinton's wife, Hillary, now the Secretary of State. She became close with her. Well, one can only speculate about that. Hey, Swillery. You fairy. The Ice Princess. During the 92 presidential campaign, she was Hillary's personal aide or friend advisor, short order cook, as the Reverend Shearer once put it. After the election, she oversaw the White House Fellows Program, which allows promising applicants to gain executive branch experience. During Clinton's second term, she worked in the Interior Department helping develop country, uh, developing countries establish national park systems. She did this, she did that, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop. Her father, Lloyd Shearer, wrote Parade Magazine's personality parade featuring uh, that feature under the pen name Walter Scott. And her mother, Marva, was a longtime editor at House Beautiful Magazine. I'm sure one of your favorites. And it goes on and on. Her mother, Marva, 92, is still alive. Wow. And she was only 58. How's mom? Oh, she's still alive. I'm dead, but she's still alive. I think I've got the wrong... Yeah, I do. Wrong copy. And a good thing I caught it just before I, that I looked. Nice job. Oh, Wow. This copy book. I have a red copy book 
that's just loaded with stuff. Of course, most of these aren't on anymore. Shouldn't I clean it out when in doubt? Throw out a bunch of old crap? In fact, I think that's what I'm going to do over the upcoming weekend. I'm going to do house cleaning. I'm going to go through all the drawers in this studio. Oh, I've got... Oh, you have no idea how much crap there is in here. You have a lot of crap in your drawers? Well, some days. Hopefully not again soon. It's not a pleasant experience. Not lately. Not lately. You'll be pleased to know not lately. That's good. Although when you get to be my age, every now and then you're like, oh, gee, I hope that's not uh, what I think it's going to be. And it, it hasn't been lately. <laughs> 20 till noon, <laughs> till noon at 560 WQM. Boy, it won't be long before Clarence is going to come running in there saying, oh, you guys suck. Are you sure? Yeah. Hey, Luis Miguel, play it, baby. She was a community icon in a community that needs an icon. As far as I can tell, she was the fantastic, iconoclastic Celia Cruz. presents the dulcet, mellifluous sounds of Celia Cruz. She's dead, you know. Oh, she was so beautiful. Celia Cruz, Cruz Salsa Tunes for Use. Available now at Batista's Used CD Emporium. 11.45 at 5.60 WQM. Can't you feel the pressure building? Oh, yeah. As it gets closer to noon, I bet you Clarence is doing the Green Apple Quick Step right now. <laughs> the fake Wayne Heisinger says, if you want to learn how to compel the audience, listen to the archive from Wednesday through Friday. <laughs> DA is a compelling, dynamic broadcaster. He'll create a massive spike on the new um, thing. The power of DA compels you. Compels. C-O-M-P-L-E-S. Compels you. Those shows Wednesday through Friday, the few minutes that I heard, was the worst swill in the history of the subhuman race. Is there any debate about that? I don't, don't say no. I didn't listen. Just to be agreeable. I didn't listen. You didn't hear any of it? You heard some of it. I heard very little of it, yeah. Me too. I heard the suck fest, and after that I turned it off. That, that was embarrassing. See, there are some people with massive egos. They love having everybody kiss their ass. I, I resent that. I, I can't stand it. It's gratuitous, and it's just it's unnecessary, and it's just nauseating. Love your show, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. Love your show, Larry. Thank you. My anal chapstick says, WQAM and NeilRogers.com are not the only places to get the live stream of the show. There are dozens of URLs to get your show. How do you like that? Did you know that? I did not. For example, and he's got one here with all these numbers, WQM, AM, CMP3. Huh? How can you possibly accurately capture all the uh, listeners that are out there? I'm not saying we can. I'm just telling you the ones that we can track. He says the rating services are crap and we'll never know how many are listening. The scientific statistical formulas are garbage till they know just how many sites are mirroring the broadcast. Buy a monkey and a dartboard and stop paying Arbitron and the rest of those crappy services. Tell them that my anal chapstick told them to stick it up their... Rectum. Ass. Or as Sally Fitz would say, were you around when Sally Fitz was here? Definitely not. No. Well, she was uh, Channel 7. She was part of the hysterical Channel 7 news team. 
And she had this habit of, well, I don't know how to say it delicately. She used to insert certain objects in certain parts of her body Whoa. and have to be rushed to the hospital. Hmm. And then she was out uh, during Hurricane Andrew down in Homestead at the tent, tent city. And she was on the air live, but must have forgotten about it for just a second. And in the heat of emotion, they said, hey, Sally, you're on the air. And she still said, yeah. So she said it twice. Ooh. But nevertheless. I don't know. I wonder whatever happened to Sally's fits. If the foo fits where? She hated me, boy, because they used to make fun of all her um, accidents on the air. Because Channel 7 and IOD were, like, you know, side by each right next door. They're on the 79th Street Causeway. And one day I ran into her in front of the building. She was going to lunch and I was doing something. And um, she said, oh, uh, I just want to let you know I don't appreciate those things you say on the air about me. And I said, well, you know what, Sally? I, that's too bad. I really don't care. And she gave me a look like, oh, how dare you say that to a famous uh, news bitch like me? And I just chuckled and went to my car and went off to whatever. But that's meaningless to you because you don't know from Sally Fitz. Right. That's back when Rick Sanchez was on Channel 7. Oh, okay. I know him. How sad. Oh, Stephen Alexander, does he have something informative, uh, interesting? Who's obviously a Clockwork Orange groupie. He's the one that sent me the thing. Do you, are you really a fan? See, for me to be a fan of a movie doesn't that mean I have to be a groupie. Let me say it again. Stanley Kubrick introduced Basil, Alex's pet snake, only after he discovered that Malcolm McDowell is terrified of snakes in real life. How do you like that? The scene where Alex has sex with the two girls in Fast Forward wasn't done as an artistic statement. Kubrick just sped up the scene so we could get it past the censors and the MPAA. During the filming of the Ludovico scene, what, what is that? Oh, I don't know. Malcolm McDowell actually had one of his corneas scratched. He states that he didn't realize it until he was leaving the set and the anesthetic wore off. He also states that it felt like he, someone hammered a nail into his eye. Ooh. Anthony Burgess originally sold the movie rights to Mick Jagger for 500 bucks when he needed quick cash. Jagger intended to make it with the Rolling Stones as the Droogs. A lot of uh, Clockwork Orange trivia here from Stephen, who obviously has got an obsession. Yeah. Stanley Kubrick's first cut before hiring several assistant editors ran almost four hours. Kubrick had his assistant destroy all unused footage. According to Malcolm McDowell, the sped-up sex scene was originally filmed as an unbroken take lasting 28 minutes. Yeah, that should be long enough. Remember that scene where he was going into the prison and uh, standing there naked in front of that guy with a mustache, mm -hmm. that Hitlerian cop? Standing at the table stark naked, Malcolm McDowell. You don't remember that? Oh, yeah, I do, for sure. Oh, okay. So, sometimes I, I say something and it's like, I don't know, are you like speaking softly? Killing Me Softly with Your Song. That, that was a great movie, by the way. Play Misty for Me. Not one of my all-time favorites. Not for the list. That's what, 1950s something? Oh, no. Get, get out of here. 50s, 60s? my ass. Play Misty for Me? What year was that? Google it. I don't know, like 70-something? Late 60s, early 70s? Not 50. Jesus God almighty, man. 11.52 minutes. Only eight minutes before noon. Clarence is going to come in there bouncing up and down. You guys got a zero. You guys got a... Yeah. Sorry, 1971. Told you. what I say? Late 60s, early 70s. You saw it, right? Play Misty for me? Yeah, but I didn't know it was directed by Clint Eastwood. And Evelyn was the chick's name. Who was it? What was the actress? That would be Jessica... Jessica Savage. Walter. Jessica... Walter. 
Walter, right. Oh, you're looking at it. Oh, I'm you looking Googled at it. it, and you're looking at it. Yep. The boxer in the commercial is Floyd Mayweather Jr., says somebody, there along with the Bill Curtis. That Thank you, but it means nothing to me. I don't know from boxing. No, he's good. He's good what? He's a good boxer. Not as good as Bill Curtis. No. He flinched. Uh, here's one from John ZTR. It says, I remember correctly, the reason George didn't like Doubt is because he said nothing happens. Anyway, if you like Requiem for a Dream, you're probably like other movies from the same director. The Wrestler is one, and The Fountain is another. Watch The Wrestler, but skip The Fountain. I will not watch The Wrestler. I don't think he directed The Wrestler. He produced it. Didn't he direct uh, the movie where the guy puts a drill through his head, Pie? Yes. Horrible movie. What a waste of time. With the Orthodox Jew and all the formulas and stuff, all the numbers. So I told you I'm going to Mohawk. I haven't had any response from anybody out there, any of my Canadian friends, whether Mohawk is good with the Schlotz. So you've never been there before? No, I have not. It's pretty far. It's like about a 45-minute drive. West, it's in, in um, Campbellville. Now, you cabin it there? That'd be awfully far. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, but my cabbie, he's, uh, believe me, there's no business now. Everybody's out of work. Everybody's broke. Everybody's crying. Man, we got no money, including him. But he's a good guy. He's done a lot of good things for me here. It's always good to have a connection, you know, when oh, you're yeah. living in a foreign land. Now, is the pressure inside the building, does it feel like there's a hurricane coming or an earthquake or something? No, not really. 11.53, seven minutes before noon. I fully expect within minutes after noon, Clarence is going to come in and say, Oh, I can't figure this out. Damn it. I'll get back to you. You think that's what's going to happen? Um, I would say absolutely. Really? You have no confidence in your... You're the assistant program director, and you have no confidence in your assistant? I will say I will be surprised if we get the numbers before 1 o'clock. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's more... Uh, that's agony. That's more pressure than my old body can stand. Although I've stood some recently, you know. I've survived. How do you like that, Buddy Nevins? I'm still here and still alive with my point two share. Screw you, buddy. Here's the poll result so far. Other than Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like the best? Of all the movies Neil loves, not the ones that you like the best, of all the movies Neil likes the best, which one do you like best? Network 109, A Clockwork Orange 82, I hate them all 74. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, 72. Oh, you know something? We should also put The Exorcist on there. Okay. Speaking of... That made me think of that. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, 72. Deliverance, 56. Requiem for a Dream, only 33. Dracula, 16. Fatso, 14. Magnolia, 10. I haven't seen any of these movies, 9. That's just... I'm sorry. I do not get it. But then again, there's people who haven't seen The Godfather. That's crazy. Well, I know one. Do you? Yeah, Allison Turner, who used to work here, has never seen The Godfather. Well, strap her to a chair and make her watch it. Hospital 9, Imaginary Heroes 5, The Covenant 3, and Christine 2, out of 494 vote. 11.56 at 5.60 WQAM. we got the big O oh. coming along at 2 o'clock. I wonder what his take is on all those rumors about you-know-what. Hmm. I'm hearing him from all sorts of sources. And that's because Sid's got a big New York mouth. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. I was told to leave a message here. 
I'm calling to speak with the management. What you're doing to what used to be a, a powerful radio station, a respected community broadcaster, and, and that was consistently rated number one with Hooper, is criminal. It's, why it's, my name is Roby Young. And if you don't believe me, here, just give me a, give me a moment to get this uh, playback reporter going here. Roby Young! That's right, Roby Young. I, I waste my time, and I influence people who waste their time. It, it's criminal what you've done to Tiger Radio. I mean, I used to run that place. I'm the guy who started the Paul is Dead rumor. Now, if you want to get back to me, I, I'm on the corner of MLK Boulevard and Goodbread Alley in Bud Collier City. It's a graveyard. You can't miss my coffin. It's made out of balsa wood. It's starting to pop out of the ground. The number here is uh, Murray Hill 7. And... Now I'm Ruby Young, damn it. I may be dead, but your format will be joining me soon. Trouble one at 560 WQM. Kenny Gramer says, don't you also love Boogie Nights? No, I like Boogie Nights a lot. I don't love it. It's not in, it's not in the same category as those other ones on my list. It says, maybe, maybe not, but I know you loved. And then it's got the um, picture here. Raymond Land and Rosie Greer, the thing with two heads. I never did <laughs> get around to saying that to George. I guess I'll have to. I remember that movie. You say, you've seen it? Yeah. The Panic. Oh, and then the irony of the whole thing is that here Raymond Land plays this racist bastard. And they stick Rosie Greer's head on his shoulder. And he's, he's stuck together with this dark-complected guy. <laughs> They transplanted a white bigot's head onto a soul brother's body. Yeah. The thing with two heads. It, it's, uh, I wouldn't say I love it, but it, it's funny as hell. Yeah, it's worth it's watching. It's a trip. Can't believe you saw it. Oh, yeah. You and I must be the only people in, in America who've seen that movie. And Kenny Gramer. 509 votes on the poll. That's not too shabby. NASDAQ's up 15 points. I bet you the Dow's up a couple of points. The S&P is up, Neil. The S&P is up. Good. Better you than me. I'm going to Mohawk. I'm going to get a mohawk. Oh, here you go. Nilon says, The Godfather is one of those overrated movies. Never saw it, and I'm proud, he says. Everything The Godfather does has been done in modern movies and done a hundred times better. The Godfather is a dated movie. It has no... Oh, yeah, that's why they keep showing it again eight million times on cable. Right? Because it's dated? Well, I mean, it was made in the 70s, right? It has no character development or dynamics. It's just plain awful. How, how do you know if you've never seen it? <laughs> if it weren't for mafioso wannabes, this movie would just be another dud. Let's face it, The Godfather just plain sucks. How do you know if you haven't seen it, Nilan? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah, Nilan this. What a jerk. Has no character development. <laughs> how about Michael comes from the uh, college boy? Right. Joins the, uh, joins the army. Remember that scene where he tells him he signed up for the military that morning? Yeah. And Santino goes crazy. Of course, Santino always goes crazy until... Uh, Unbelievable. Until he hits the causeway. Look what they did to my boy. Oh, look how they massacred my boy. I'm sorry. You can make all the excuses you want. And, and obviously he did see it because he's, you know, critiquing. The worst ass clowns in the world are those who have a strong opinion about something they know nothing about. Books they haven't read, movies they haven't seen, TV shows they've never watched, radio shows they've never listened to. All of these, all of these things. things. 
Lisa says the movie Shawshank Redemption is destined to become a classic. Oh, this is Nick and Marty from Batavia. I would not hesitate to bet you $10 you'd say the same. I'll even let you have, hold the money because I'm so sure of myself. So glad you're back. Sorry about George. An avid fan always. Nick and Marty from Batavia. I find it hard to believe that you've never seen that movie. What, Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. I've got it in the other room. It's on TBS like every day. I don't watch it. It's, it's a, if I want to see prison stuff, I'll watch uh, MSNBC all weekend long with Lockup. Oh, I love Lockup. Over and over and over. What is it with them? What are they obsessed with that crap? I like that show. Lockup? Yeah. Why? Makes me feel good. That you're not in there? Right. Oh, I see. Well, guess what? Keep working for these grave robbers long enough. You might be. Right. Scott in Pinellas Park says, Movie every radio person should watch and learn lesson from. Play Misty for me. Jessica Walter was perfect as the psychotic Evelyn. Reminds me of Joyce, he said. Yeah. Same person, I think. She was great in that movie, Jessica Walter. Mm-hmm. She was to that movie what Kathy Bates was to Misery. Wow. Right? Yeah, it's been a while Psychotic since I've bitch. seen that, though. What? It's been a while since I've seen Play Misty for me. Oh, you did see it, though? Yeah, a long time Even ago. Even though you thought it was 1941 or something? Right. You know, you look at Clint Eastwood's body of work not as an actor but as a director. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Like, what else did he direct? He directed uh, the last one that just came out not too long ago. What is it? Uh, El Camino or Gran Torino? El Camino, Gran Torino? Gran Torino, yeah. At the casino? I'll give whatever happened to the old quarter schlock guy, huh? Now, maybe the timing of the new studio at the end of next week will coincide with the timing that we get the phones working again on this show. You could, think? Yeah, it could be. I'm putting you in charge of this, okay, because I don't want to be sending any more emails to Joe Bell about, oh, where's that new studio? Because he gets very uh, psychotic and defensive and testy. He's always testy. He's always... <laughs> Fat Man After Dark checks in. He says, the director of Requiem for Dream definitely directed The Wrestler, but I would not recommend that for you to see. What was The Wrestler? Is that the Mickey Rourke movie, or am I confusing it with something else? No, that's it. That's it? Well, that, that alone tells you that I'm not going to watch it. Have fun at Mohawk. Try not to get scalped, says Fat Man After Dark. Oh, I wish I, wish I could send you this picture. I could email it to you, but you don't want to see it. It's a picture of a hard, solidified object. Ooh. A 20-year-old man presented at the emergency room complained of rectal pain. A well-nourished, well-developed man without signs of intoxication was admitted in no apparent distress. I wonder where this is. It doesn't say where. Digital examination of the rectum revealed a stony, hard mass. Abdominal plane film showed a vertically oriented, low-lying, radiopaque object in the rectum. A spherical ra- radiolucency was noted in the pole of the mass. A blood alcohol uh, level was negative. No other drug testing was performed. Upon further questioning, the patient said that approximately four hours earlier, he and his boyfriend had been fooling around. After stirring a batch of concrete mix, the patient laid on his back with his feet against the wall at a 45-degree angle while his boyfriend poured the mixture through a funnel into his... Rectum! Wow. After the concrete mass hardened, it became so painful that he sought medical care. Under general anesthesia, the anus was dilated and two Foley catheters were inserted alongside the rectal mass to relieve suction. A concrete case of the rectum was delivered without incident. The rectal mucosa was intact with a hyperemic and 
edematous appearance, whatever that means. I'm sure I'm not saying it right. The patient was kept overnight discharged uneventfully the following morning. The attending physician recommended a psychiatric consultation, but the patient declined. Examination of the specimen revealed a perfect concrete cast of the rectum measuring 12 by 7 by something centimeters and weighing 275 grams. Mm. It's got a picture of it here. Oh, grotesque. Yeah, no thanks. Pain in the ass. They were just fooling around. And Wait. John ZTR says, this guy put Sally Fitz to shame. I guess so. <laughs> I guess Sally never had a mask like that in her. Rectum? I'm sure not. Maybe the occasional Coke bottle or something like that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She had to go to emergency a couple of times. Well, Jim and Boynton says a boost in the QM signal, question mark. Well, according to Flea, but that's the same Flea that told us, or was it Cordes told us last year that they were dropping the sports format across the street? Yeah, it wasn't me. It says that would be great for those of us in Palm Beach County where the signal currently is overwhelmed by south-of-the-border music. No speaking English. I can't listen to WQM in my car most of the time because of this. I'm keeping my fingers and other things crossed, hoping the signal boost becomes a reality. And according to the Fleemeister, it will. That's right. Now, it's 12.09. Where's uh, Clarence when we need him? He said that they're having a little problem getting the numbers, but he's working on it. And Clint Eastwood has directed 33 movies. Obviously, I won't list them all, but you have the uh, Grand Torino, uh, Letters from uh, Emo Jima. You've got the Changeling. From what? Emo Jima. Iwo Jima? Yeah, it's hard to read if I'm reading it from like 10 feet away. Yeah. Uh, True Crimes, uh, Perfect World, Unforgiven, White Hunter, Black Heart, uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, oh. High, High Plains Drifter, um, Pale Rider, Sudden Impact, Heartbreak Ridge. So, some good ones. Now, now what does that mean? They're having a little trouble getting the numbers. Can, can you translate that for me into English? I think they don't know how to use the software properly. Oh! What a novelty. How unusual. How shocking. Not. Well, I'm going to sit back in my chair. I'm going to slump over in the chair and wait. Let me know. Fiedler is dumb, and Dave Wanstead is dumbfounded. The night of my high school senior prom. Are you ready to party? Still stinks of last night's prom vomit. Well, I saw a senior texting just the other day. You can text message me anytime. And she said she was going to the prom all by herself. Or do you simply need a date for the prom? Let me tell you, I got some news for you. Back to this breaking news. With a girl like that, so cute. So hot. We'll skip the dancing and be in the backseat by ourselves. I'm very happy we're going to have all the sex. Yes, I'm all ready for prom. Your prom date is a hooker? Woo she won't it is a booze fueled sex rock. Get her in trouble with her dad and mom. Don't mind us, we're just having sex. I'm all ready for prom. Do you feel how strong the sexual tension is? Yeah! Yeah, I can almost smell it. 12.15 at 5.60 WQM. Here's Flea with the numbers. No, not yet, but they're working on it. They're working on it. What a clown. <laughs> Who's the they? It's him and I think Tom Calacucci, who is the uh, PD. Tom Calacucci? Yeah, from Power. And what kind of a name is that? Tom Calacucci. I believe it's Italian. Hoochie Coochie? Exactly. Yeah, they're working on it, and? And they're still working on it. George Sedano's agent, Tim Jones, is back. He says, I'll be flying into Toronto here in the near future. I have something to take care of while I'm there. Maybe we could get together for dinner and hang out at Woodbine for the evening. No. 
If you'd rather go to Mohawk, that's fine with me, too. No. It would be nice if you or Paco could pick me up at the airport. No. I would pay for your time and gas as I don't know the Toronto area. Well, good. I hope you get lost and die. Tim Jones. Now, do you know if there really is a Tim Jones, if the real Tim Jones is uh, George Sedano's agent? Since you're so tight with Jorge Sedano. Yeah, I have no idea. No. He's Anybody with, out there know? No, he's with an agency. He's like with, uh, what is it, William Morris? Really? Yeah. A uh, punk like him is with William Morris? I believe so. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Well, they sure did a hell of a job for him. Uh, he didn't want to do the mornings, and uh, they muscled him into doing mornings anyway. Because he was more comfortable getting walloped in the midday every day, except that last uh, bogus Arbitron April number. Nobody that they found, well, I mean, almost nobody was a listener of this show. They found some sports nerds, and I still think that it would be interesting to see the ethnic composition of those numbers. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. As in this morning? I, I listened to Joe for an hour. I couldn't believe it. And, of course, it's a racial thing. You know, Randy Starks, according to some. Right. But I, I just couldn't believe how many brothers were calling in on that show. I mean, just one after another after another. We don't got those people. No. Well, why not? I don't know. Because we're not talking about give me the ball, give me the ball. Is that it? Could be. Scott in Pinellas Park says, I own a copy of The Thing with Two Heads. Funniest line, when Ray Moland lights up a smoke and the smoke comes out of Greer's mouth, hey, no smoking while I'm eating. Better than that piece of Joyce called The Incredible Two-Headed Transplant, Scott said. I'll take your word for it. Neilon is back again, just, just obsessed, obsessive, on and on and on and on and over and over. I can't believe a movie connoisseur like you hasn't seen this movie. First of all, I never claim to be a movie connoisseur or expert or anything like that. I'm just a schlub that likes to watch a good movie once in a while. Have you ever heard me say I'm a movie connoisseur? No. Connoisseur? First of all, it ain't a prison movie, just ask Flea. Is it a prison movie? Mm-mm. Are you eating? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I know. What are you eating? A sandwich. Not from somebody, uh, some uh, restaurant. No, I bought it and brought it in. Oh, thank God for that. Well, I'd hate, I'd hate to have you wind up a uh, second week in a row. I can't sure talk it takes... about that. What? I can't talk about that. No, me either. Sure, it takes place in a prison, but it's more than just that. Just watch it and get back to us. If by the end of the movie you don't find yourself crying, there's something wrong. Yeah, there's something wrong, all right, Nilon, with a fake uh, gross name. Nilon this. Get lost. One-Eyed Willie says, what's wrong with John Stockwell and Christine? I don't see anything wrong with him myself. He didn't get out of the cock duty car. Well, first of all, he didn't get hurt by the car. Was the What's the uh, goofball's name with the glasses, the nerd? I don't know. That was uh, John Stockwell's buddy, the one that had the, he, the one that owned the car. He bought it. He also played in um, Dress to Kill. He was Angie Dickinson's son. Remember? Freaky, goofy guy with the glasses. Nerd. Um, you don't remember see. the character? There is Harry Dean Stanton. Stanton? In what? In Christine? John Stockwell? Well, yeah, John Stockwell was his buddy. No, the, the, main, the main whatever his name was. Keith Gordon. Keith. Keith Gordon. He, that, that's him. He's the one who didn't get out of the cock car. I don't want to spoil it for you in case you haven't seen Christine. It's not a must-watch. I will say that. It's fun. Georgian Plantation says, Over the years, I've always heard you say you love Dog Day Afternoon. I guess I imagine that. Let me say it again. It was very good. I liked it a lot. I don't love it. 
P.S. Norm Kent's an ass clown. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> and there's a difference between movies that you love that are your very favorites and ones that you liked a lot, but, you know. Attica! Attica! That, that's my favorite part of the movie. Attica! Now, maybe my favorite part of the movie is where in the, in the car at the airport he holds the gun to... Oh, jeez. There goes poor Fredo. He keeps getting blown, uh, his brain's blown out. Yeah. You know what's that? Right. And now he's dead, John Cazale. Fredo. See, I think that movie would make my list. Dog Day Afternoon. Would it? Yeah. Attica! Attica! Yeah, Pacino was great in that. And then that screamer that was his um, boyfriend, his wife, whatever that was, the yeah. queen. With the afro. Wow. The fake Tom Jicka sends me this. J7 remains on suspension from WTKKFM for derogatory remarks toward Mexicans. Where is WTKKFM? Do you have any idea? No idea. I, it just cracks me up that people keep sending me all this. I think it's, is that Orlando? I'll find Stuff out. Stuff that's going on in markets that our people don't know from, they could care less about, including me. Who cares? After meetings on May 4th with Severn and his lawyer, the Greater Media Station posts this message on its homepage. WTKK and the Greater Media value an open and vigorous dialogue, but we also adhere to basic principles of civility, common decency, and respect for all cultures. And that's Boston. Oh, we believe Jay's suspension is the best way to uphold both of these corporate policies. WTKK management met with Jay Severn and his agent today. He'll remain on suspension until further notice. He made comments deemed derogatory toward Mexicans. Severn allegedly referred to illegal aliens from Mexico as leeches, the lowest of primitives, and linked them to the swine flu outbreak. Severn's lawyer remains confident the situation will be worked out, and Severn will be back on the air. Meanwhile, local TV commentator Doug Goody fills in. Goody Goody. Remember uh, Goody Goody? Yeah. And by the way, the email that you got from Paul was from not Paul? really from Paul Castanova. Yeah. But it's somebody within the building for sure. Within the Cheap Channel building? Yes, but not Paul. How do you know that? Because I have a, I have a mole on the inside. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, let me read the last sentence of it again. We have the ratings participants, the new rating system, in our back pocket, but you didn't hear it from me. So there's somebody in the building over there who um, is dispensing good information. Well, that, that's good to know. Now, how, how are we doing with the uh, monthly number for uh, the first or the weekly, whatever it is? It looks like it's coming now. It is? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Why, is Clarence waddling in there? Hey. Oh. He's, he's molesting my sandwich. He did what? He grabbed your sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. I'll keep going with that for a second. <laughs> oh, you don't have it yet? He's working on it right now. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's working on it, or he's got the numbers? He's, he's got, got it, but he's got it pulled up on this computer for some reason. Oh, oh guess what? You've got to add one more to the uh, poll. Very good. David, thank you, David. The Hitcher, the original Hitcher Ooh. with Rutger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell. Okay, I'll add that. One of my very favorites. Gotcha, gotcha. And then the remake of it was just weak. It was okay. It was okay. remakes go. Uh-oh, I think we got something here. Uh-oh. Let me do the break, and then we'll uh, then you can start puking stuff along on the facts. Okay. Now, have you got a fax, a working fax there? Somewhere, yeah. I'll get you, I'll get you the number somehow. Somewhere? Yeah. Well, I used wow. one this morning, well, we so. we sure got some serious difficulties, you know what? <laughs> yeah. And, and Jolly Joe can't understand why it's such a big deal we get our studio up and working. 
you know, it would be nice to have everything in one room, a fax machine, a, you know, to be able to communicate, stuff like that. All of these things. Right, right. So you've actually got some pages? He's working on it right now. I should be able to print it in a second. Now, has he got tears coming down his eyes or what? Or is he laughing hysterically? Neither. He's just kind of shaking his head. It's not going to be much different than the other one. No, I wouldn't think so. No. 1224 at 560 WQM. All you people in the business that are waiting for the numbers, stand by. Stay tuned. Any moment now, we're going to have some real crap. And <clears throat> crap it is. South Florida Sports Leader. 560 QAM. If you blow too much, you're in trouble. Tired of the same boring old communion wafers at Holiday Mass? Open wide, Billy, and prepare to receive thy Savior. Oh, jeez, Father O'Malley, wafers again? Now, Billy, this isn't just any wafer. It's not? No, through the divine miracle of transubstantiation, I've turned this ordinary wafer into the divine blessed body of Christ. Well, why does the body of Christ have to taste so yucky? Spice up your Next communion with new Christeroni. Christeroni is a special blend of rice, spices, and seasonings, plus a bit of the body of Christ in every fluffy forkful. And Christeroni cooks up perfect every time, as he should. Mmm, can I have some more Christ, Father? That's Christeroni, Billy. Amen to that. Christeroni, the transubstantiation treat. Okay, I'm waiting. I don't hear anything grinding on my fax machine, Mon. No, not yet. And it's a pretty good machine, Mon. Well, well, why not? I don't know. He's having problems printing it. I might be able to just look at it. <laughs> He's having problems printing. I don't know why. He left it open here. I can try to see if I can see the number. He left what open? The program. Yeah, go ahead. Take a, take a puke at it. Do you see numbers in it? Do you see stations and numbers and shares and stuff? No, it keeps shutting down every time I try to do something. That's because you don't have the passcode, mister. You're only the assistant PD. So where'd he go? What, what, what's the story? Hang on, he's telling me something right now. This seems to be the usual process, although in the past when we had the old diary stuff, you know, we could afford to wait. Now that we got this crap, God only knows what kind of garbage is going to be peddled for uh, numbers. Okay, so all we have right now is uh, 6A to midnight. Yeah. Because uh, the person that sent it to him, that's all he sent. So Josh is trying to get the uh, the breakdowns. Parts. Right. Well, what do we got? Whatever you got, I'll take it. I can't read it, though. It keeps shutting down on me. And he can't print it out? I tried to print it out from here, and it just said, error, something else is open, and oh. you must close. Right. Oh. You know, once upon a time, back in the day, when the ratings came out, whatever they were and whatever the method was and whatever... Uh, you, you could be pretty much dependent at a certain time. The uh, fax machine would start puking pages out, and there they would be. And people would be tuning in to hear what the lay of the land is and what's going on. And now it seems like every time it's like, oh, they can't do this and they can't do that. Yeah, I try to even just scroll down. As soon as I start scrolling, it's saying application open at another thing, and you have to hit OK, and then it shuts it down again. So I can't. All I got to see was a glimpse of a couple of numbers. And what were they? Six and five? I didn't even get to us. I just only could see like the first page. I, I'm not saying us. I'm just saying what were the numbers. Hang on. <laughs> 4.2, 7.8. Okay, Coast was number one. If I don't move it, I can read a couple. Coast, Coast was number one. This, see, is, this, this is Men 2554, 6A to Men. Coast was number one. EDR was number two. Big was number three. And Mia was number four. Miami. Well, that, that's Cheap Channel. Right, that's what love used to be. That was it used to be love ninety four. So, so all the cheap channel stations, since they tell us they've got these people in their pocket, uh, obviously must be true. Well, you've got two clear channels in the top uh, four, and you've got two 
Cox stations in the top four. Mm-hmm. And then now it's telling me that it's going to shut it down again. So that's and all I can tell you. you got background music there. You got Coast and um, whatever. Coast and EDRs, hip hop. And what's that, 6 a.m. to midnight? Yeah. That's the whole day. Coast is number one. Background music. Elevator music heard in doctor's offices, dentist offices. Right. And here's what it's saying. It's saying Adobe Acrobat 8 Professional cannot be launched at this time. You must launch at least one other blah, 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 and then you hit OK and it shuts it down. Sounds to me like you're screwed. A little bit, but Josh, hey, Josh is working on it, so. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> and if, if Josh is working on it, then that seals the deal. Okay. <laughs> Twelve thirty-three at five sixty WQM. You're technically uh, in that station. We just can't do anything right. No more. Trevor says, "I agree with that guy. Who uh, I agree with you. The guy who never saw Godfather's got no right to prejudge a movie he hasn't seen. However, by the same token, you're prejudging the Shawshank Redemption without seeing it. No, I'm not. It may be the greatest movie in the history of mankind, but it just doesn't seem like my kind of movie, and I haven't watched it yet. That guy's right, though. It's really not a movie about prison. It's not a. It's not a typical prison movie." Trevor says, I don't care for prison movies either, but Shawshank Redemption is one of my top five movies ever. It's that good. You will not be disappointed. Okay, like I said, over the weekend, I'll try to try to find it in my pile of crap in there, and I'll try to watch it. Stephen Alexander, who's the movie, the self-appointed movie guru, and is just all over us like stink on Joe today. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the story? Is he going to get this done or not? Get he's, her done? He's working on it. I told you. It's 1 o'clock. Be surprised. <sighs> and, and what about uh, Power? Well, I didn't what see about him in the their top people four. over there? What? Well, Tom Calacochi is the one that sent that to Josh, but he only sent 6 a.m. to midnight. And then can't we get that? Wait, and Josh said, uh, sent mornings, middays, next. So we should have it any second. Oh, no. Sent mornings and middays, next? Oh. I can't wait for that oh. point one or that oh. point oh. whatever it's going to be. It's going to be horrible. Anyway, getting back to this, Jack Nicholson was offered the role of Paul Sheldon in Misery, but passed because he wasn't sure he wanted to do another movie based on one of Stephen King's novels after what he experienced with Stanley Kubrick on The Shining. The guy who went mad in a hotel nearby is a reference to The Shining, also based on a novel written by Stephen King. Angelica Houston was offered a leading role and was interested, but unable to accept it due to her commitment for the grifters. Bette Midler also turned it down before it finally went to Kathy Bates. Well, thank the Lord it went to Kathy Bates. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, God. Because she did a phenomenal job. Nobody could have done a better job than she did. Mr. Man. In a recent interview with Melvin Bragg, whoever that is, William Goldman revealed that few actors wanted the role of Paul Sheldon because Annie Wilkes overshadowed him, overshadowed him so much as a character. Warren Beatty commented before declining the, that the hobbling scene made Paul Sheldon a loser for the rest of the film. Goldman was determined to keep that scene in the film as it was his favorite from the Stephen King novel. The hobbling scene. That movie wouldn't have been nothing without the hobbling scene. No. Just like a horse at Woodbine, man. He had the hobbles on. Boy, what a crazy bitch he was, you know? Kathy Bates. Now, what's the story? I'm still waiting. Here's a story. 
about a lovely Petey. He ain't no Pete Bolger, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, who is? Nobody. You know Pete Bolger? Yeah, I worked in that Clear Channel building for three years. You did what? I worked in that Clear Channel building with him for three years. Oh, my. And you survived? You're still around to talk about it? Yeah. Wow. Walt says, donate your copy of Shawshank to a library. It's the most overrated movie ever. The same movie has been made dozens of times. Guy is wrongly thrown into jail. Warden is crooked. Guards are sadistic. Hero wins over the inmates. Escapes. Sappy-ass ending. Tim Robbins plays the same character he plays in every movie. Morgan Freeman does the same. says, you get to cheer against the bad guys and root for the good guys. Whoopee. It says, half the movie that Cool Hand Luke was. Well, if it's half, forget about it, because Cool Hand Luke was puke. It sucked. God, was that disappointing. That was Paul Newman, right? Yeah. Horrible. I mean, I watched that with such great expectorations, and it just absolutely blew. Oh, the fake Joe Bell's got one here about the numbers. It says, if George was there today, you'd have the numbers. What duties does Fleet Performance Assistant PD sign the fake Joe Bell? How do you like that, giving you, <laughs> giving you crap about the clearances and aptitude? Mm -hmm. So what's the story? He said that they were sending him on mornings and middays? Yeah, I don't know where he's sending it, because he's not sending it to me. <laughs> I think Johnny Horton had it right when he's saying north to Alaska. I think that's where they're sending him. Maybe Sarah Palin will have the numbers. Or maybe Luke. Hey, Luke. Good old Luke, or good young Luke, whatever. I, I may have something. Uh-oh. Flea may have something. I hope it's not contagious. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that uh, it's doing the same thing, where it's making me kind of shut down, but I got as far to see uh, Power and Waxy. Mm-hmm. And... And what? Boy, this is a hell of a way to do this, I'll tell you. Well, Waxy looks like it is... Crap. 18th with a 2-1 share. This is what? What day part? What? Uh, this is uh, middays, 10 to mid 3. Middays, men 25-54. Waxy's got a 2-1. Isn't that about what they had no. before? They had a 2-2. Two -two. I'm sorry, they have a 2-0, which uh, puts them 19th. They had a 2-2 before, so they dropped slightly. Right. First, This is the first week in May. And us, are we on the first 400 pages? Well, it's shutting me down again, so... Oh, no. So, in other words, you haven't got that far down yet, is what you're trying to say. Right. I'm going to try to go real fast. Yeah, zip through it real fast before the computer, can, before the program can shut you off. <laughs> what excitement, what pressure. Oh, is this compelling? Yeah, this is, you can't get more compelling than this unless unless you decide it's time to do the break. Oh, Neil. Neil, God. Numbers are coming momentarily. So is Sookus.
1245 at 560 WQMC. You actually have the numbers in your hand, or you had them. I have them in my hand. I'm waiting for Josh to come grab them to fax them to you. But I could tell you, uh, in mornings, Paul and Ron were still number one. 12-5? No, they actually dipped to a 10-4. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And Coast was, break. Coast was second behind them with a 7-4. Then Hot, and then MXJ. See, this, this just it leaves me limp, the fact that you're reading these. Mm-hmm. Because for a hundred years, if they've been faxed to me, and I read them as the the ratings meister, even though we don't have any ratings on this show anymore. But nevertheless, that's that's the way we've always done them. Well, we'll get them to you in just a few minutes. In in a few minutes? Well, I got I I text Josh to come up here because I have no phone system to call him. So hopefully he'll come here soon and send him over to you. If not, then during the next then you break, I will make sure I, I fax them to you. Have you got break. the midday ones there too? I do. Oh Jesus! Yeah, not and? much changed. Uh, that's what I figured. Big was number one with an 8-2. Mm-hmm. MXJ was second with an 8-1. Magic. One. No, okay, magic. An 8-1. Woo! Uh, EDR was third. Coast was fourth. IOD was fifth. With a what? 6-2. That's up. Yeah. And... Ooh. This is the first week in May. Yeah. Let's see. Where's QAM? Wow. 30th? We are 26th. Whoa. It looks like. Uh, with 0. A 1. 0. 0.4. Oh, 0. 0.4. We double the audience. Oh. All right. <laughs> You've got to be schmitting me, man. And Waxy. You know. said a 2 0. Yeah, a 2 0. Yep, 2 0, 19th in the market. Mm hmm. And we're what, 26th? Yeah. Not bad. No, we're right there in the thick of it. <laughs> a point four. We actually lost to INZ. So did Waxy. Well, what do they have? A two six. That's Cheap Channel again. Yep. Isn't that interesting how Cheap Channel is uh, kicking ass with all their stations? You know what that fact said yesterday? I got it right here. We have the participants in our back pockets. Well, there, there's going to be a scandal about this new Arbitron crap, the likes of which, I mean, we've only seen the tip of the iceberg, all these lawsuits that are going down, yeah. and they're having to redo New York and Philly and some others. There is going to be a stink over this, the likes of which has seldom been seen, but nevertheless. I mean, you know, it really doesn't make much difference what number is next to us, because let's say we would have had a three in that week. How could we say, oh, look at that, we're all the way up to three, after we've already said that there's no credibility, it's a bunch of crap. All right, the lovely Jen Pudsey is going to be sending you the numbers right now. She just grabbed them. Great. That's whose fax machine I have to use because it's the only one that works Thanks, right. Jen. It's really a hell of a project, ain't it? Okay, well, I'll give everybody. I'll, uh, I'll give the whole rub down, rundown. But while she's doing that, while I'm waiting for my machine to start grinding stuff out, Jeff resent me this. Somebody sent to me yesterday. I can't find it in my pile, but here it is again. Larry King's horsey tail is full of holes. Yesterday, May 19th, excerpting from his memoirs, Larry King spun, spun a sweet little tale of hitting it big at the racetrack thanks to a plucky horse named Lady Forley. Are you sitting down? It's all a lie. How unusual for Larry. Uh-huh. A lie. You sit tight. Your phone's going to ring. Bill Vines is going to call you. you got nights. I'm going to Mutual. Bill Vines is going to call you. Right. Same thing he pulled with Bill Calder. Sit by the phone. i got uh, somebody calling you with a job. In his forthcoming My Remarkable Journey, Little Larry writes of a day spent at Calder back in 1971 when he was a spry 156 years old, it says. 
Down at the heels and with $42 to his name, Larry says he bet his last dollar on a 70-to-1 filly, Lady Forley, wheeling her at the top of a, tri- of a trifecta that miraculously came through. There was no question about it. The 11 won by five lengths. The one was three lengths ahead of the nine. I had every winning ticket. I had it to win. I had the exact. I had the trifecta. I collected nearly $8,000. Alas, it seems Larry has embroidered his history just a touch. According to Equibase, a lady Forley was fooled in 1972 at Chestnut. She ran three times in 1975 and never finished in the money. Larry might have won $8,000 off a horse in 1971, but it certainly wasn't off Lady Forley. And they, uh, whoever faxed this to me also faxed the uh, the racing information. Shows she raced three times, never hit the board. Hmm. Now, the man has obviously lived a long, fascinating life full of adventure and Terry Gar interviews, so maybe we should all give him the benefit of the doubt here. It says maybe he just misremembers, or maybe he really is effing insane. Larry King. The whole story is BS. They, they didn't have trifecta wagering at Calder back in that year, in 71. And this filly never won a race. She had three races by 1975, and she would never hit the board. I have his book if you want a copy. No, thanks. <laughs> El Paso. Uh-huh. Believe me, I know all about Larry. Oh, here comes the... It's grinding. What good timing, man. Yeah. Good timing. It's grinding. Of course, now it's kind of anticlimactic, now that we got a point four. But we're moving up a little bit to the west side. First week in May. Was I on the air the first week in May? I guess so. You think? I think you were. Let me take a look at what we got. Okay. Oh! Oh, my God, if you thought the earlier ones looked bad. 6 to 10 a.m. Where were the shares? It's at the very oh, bottom. Oh, I, I see. This is really screwed up. Yeah. Big 10.4, number one in the morning. Paul and old Ron in men, 2554. The Coast, number two with a 7.4. Huh? The Coast. Yeah. Do you know any men, 25 to 54, listen to the Coast? Not straight ones. Not what? Not straight ones. Are you saying that... Yay. People listen to the coast? A little. Hot 105 is third with a 7.2. Magic, 6.8. WMIA, what do they play, Slush? They play a lot of, like, yeah, Madonna and old dance stuff. Oh, God, 6.8 here. They're number five. Oh. Uh-oh. Well, I like it better when it was listed the other way. It was, like, on one page and you could read it real easy. I would assume that there's a way to do that. 2, 4, 6, 7, 8. WLRN is eighth. Which they never showed up in Arbitron before, and now all of a sudden they've got a 5.3 share in the morning. Well, I asked that question, and their answer was that they were never part of the rating system before because they're non-commercial radio. But now they are encoded, so they do uh, participate in Arbitron. I see. WIOD, 4.8 in the morning. Down from that 5.9, Jimmy Syphilis, 4.8. Oh, that still beats a .4, I guess. WMGE Radio Smegma is next with a 4.5. QAM. 3.6. 3.6. Joe went up a little bit from a 3.4 or 3.2 to a 3.6. All right. 12th in the market. Had a boy, Joe. Beat the Waxy, obviously, because they're not. And that would be Steve White, wouldn't it, the first week in May? Correct. The PD, after they blew out Sid the Kid. Oh. Lots of pages coming. This should kill the whole one to two hour. Waxy is um, number, uh, I don't know, 13 with a 3.2 in the morning. What did we have? 3.6. Pretty close. That was Steve White. He did better than Sid. Well. He did better than Sid, and we're bringing Sid over here? Oh, my God. CMQFAMA, number 15, they had a 2.7 share. 
And then after that, it just goes on. Goes on and on. WFTL AM, that's uh, the 851, not the 641 that Defoe's on. They had a one, they had a, um, I don't know. It's chopped off. It's on the next page, I guess. Hang on. Oh, it, it, it doesn't show. Hmm. It's chopped off and it doesn't come back on the next page. Boy, this is really caca. INZ AM in the morning had a point three share. Even we did better than that in midday. They had a point three. What's the point? Okay, that that that's the mornings. W uh, DNA shows up on here actually with a point one share. WDNA. That's also pubic radio, right? That's not a commercial station. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I don't know. WDNA. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, sorry about your dog, Mike. Bob, Mike Lance, also known as Blind Mike on the talk shows. Oh, yeah. Ellie Brecker wrote a hell of a, a gut-wrenching story about his seeing eye dog was being retired. Right. And the night that they were retiring, it died. Aw. Dog he'd had with him for ten years. Sorry to hear that, Mike. Don't make any jokes about Blind Mike. No. Not now. Wait a week. Oh. Okay, let's see what else we got coming. 6 to 10 a.m. and more stuff. My God, this is going to take up 400 pages. Yeah, it's a lot. WMEN, what the hell is that? <laughs> a 0 0.1. Well, when you got a 0 0.5 or 4, whatever, we, I, we would kill for a 0 0.5 in this new methodology. This, this is a joke. And keep in mind, and I know I am, that we're going to be stuck with the same sample group pretty much for the next, uh, what, two years? Possibly. Unless somebody lights a fire under Arbitron's ass, unless somebody goes up to Beltsville, Maryland, and kicks some serious bloody ass. Wow. Well, during the break, maybe midday is going to come over, but let's hope not. Don't you just hate people that use snappy openers for their show segments like that one to two hour? Chris Matthews play hardball on MSNBC. I feel as giddy as a college schoolgirl who's wearing a skirt and those scrappy thigh highs and the wind just blew over my coochie. <laughs> Even though the economy is dismal and our world seems to be crumbling, I feel exuberant and excited like a 13-year-old goat going to see Twilight. <laughs> Welcome to three CEOs of the automobile industry to hardball. Got Alan Mulally of Ford, Robert Nardelli of Chrysler, and Richard Wagner of GM. Welcome to the program, gentlemen. Let's start with you, Richard. Didn't know if you realize that you're actually named after a station wagon. That's last name's Wagoner. Yeah, it's like not. a station wagon. That's funny. No, <laughs> no. I think it's funny. Maybe you're not a percent of humor. Anyway, let's go to you, Alan. Don't you think it's funny that Richard Wagoner's last name is actually uh, from a station wagon? I think. I know comedy. Anyway, what are you doing with an elephant with three balls? Uh, you walk him and pinch it a giraffe. Anyway, let's go to you, Robert Nardelli of Chrysler. Probably think I'm going to ask you about the uh, Richard Wagoner uh, name reference. I'm not going to throw you a curveball on hardball. Okay. Why is it that you guys flew on private jets in to get your big bailout money? Don't you think that says to the American people, screw you? Well, I, I think it's sort of says, screw you to the American people. Well, um, and don't get me wrong, I'm a big believer in spend, 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 but that's kind of crazy, right? Well, I'm trying to Although start. I wish I had a private plane, that way people wouldn't overhear the stupid things I say while traveling on mass transit. Let's well, go back to you over there, Richard Wagoner. <laughs> your name reminds me of where I had sex for the first time. Get it, station wagon? Hey, are you wearing any wood pants? Handling on your side. Uh, no, you anyway, let's talk about the big bailout you guys think you deserve. Well, thank you, you very much. Go ahead. I just, go ahead. I'm trying to get an answer out of you. How do you feel about the bailout? 
Yeah, Chris. Do you really, I, do you really I, think, Chris, go ahead. Chris, go ahead. What I'm trying to say. Let's ask Robert Nadelli the same question. Nadelli, wait a minute. It just hit me. Your name sounds like a macaroni. I think I had some vodka sauce in Nadelli last night. Well, I don't think. Ah, it's funny. Can I admit it? No, I got Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's banana. There? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Uh, who's knock, there? Knock, knock. Who's Orange. There? Orange. 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 And, of course, Barry Jackass says, how did Bubba do in men 18 to 34? Who knows and who cares? I don't know. We don't got no men 18 to 34. No. And I don't want them either because the way this comes out, it takes 400 sheets of paper just to, the way this is formatted is so lame. Would you agree? Yeah. It's cumbersome. It's crappy. God. This is not going to stand. You'll see. This might go on for two or three more months, and then finally people are going to say, are you people schmitting us or what? People are going to stop paying for this crap. Now, let's see about the afternoon, 3 to 7 p.m. Waxy's got a 4.5 share. They're tied for 10th. They're t- in a, let's see, tied with Hot 105 for 10th. Number one in the afternoon is Big. Boy, Big, everybody in town is listening to Big. Yeah. Eight share in the afternoon. Followed by, oh, tied with EDR for number one. Wow. That's your good friend, Doc Reno. And the Coast, 6.7, third. WMIA, Radio Slush, 6.7, tied for third. Followed by Magic, IOD, in the afternoon. They got a 6.2 share. They're number uh, four. Radio Smegma follows that. Waxy's got a 4.5. Let me see if I can find QAM. Uh-oh. It, it uh, funnels off of the third page onto the fourth. I hope that it continues over. Oh, one moment, please. Yes, it does. Uh-oh. 1.5. Didn't we have a 2.0 in the last uh, thing in April? In which day part? In afternoons. We had a 2.0. Yes. Now we got a 1.5. Uh-oh. Now we're 20th. Labastard's got a 4.5. We got a 1.5. Uh-oh. Well, that's 3 to 7 p.m. I have no idea about Bubba or this one or Bubba Mices. That's all. That's all I know. There's more more pages here. Is this three to seven also? Probably. Oh God! This is such garbage, man. A, a little kid in kindergarten could could do better than this with, with crayons. Could do better than this crap. I mean, if you believe this, Big and the Coast and Magic. And EDR. Those are the stations everybody... And, and MIA. All day, every day, those are the stations people listen to. And IOD. Sports Nerd Talk. INZ did the pretty good in here. So Sports Nerd uh, stations, Right Wing Talk, and Slush. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Which we don't fit in any of those categories. No. 
Although, how come uh, with the, well, like I said before, the, the people listen to Joe at 10 o'clock, they were turning over to um, across the street or, or anywhere else. Right. Anywhere else, there was more of the same sports talk about the same games, about the same crap, about and 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 that's it. Okay, there's another bunch of stuff to put up there. Save for my memoirs. We doubled our audience, baby. Oh! Right? Yeah, for sure. Let's put a shine. Let's put uh, some lipstick on this pig. So do you think that uh, they're going to pay for this crap or what? Yeah, they will. They'll just roll over and play dead? Seems like it. The fake Jeff Rimmer says, hey, Neil, ever seen the movie Slapshot? Yeah, it sucks. Maybe Flea has seen it. I have. P.S. Do you plan to do join-ins with Sid the Kid? One good thing about him is that he hates the Yankees. Who cares? Do I plan to do join-ins? I think he means crossovers. Yeah. No, I do not. Absolutely, positively not. The crossover thing with Hank worked like uh, a turd. It was horrible. Dave said, saw the original Dracula for the first time recently, thought it was great, but the guy that played Renfield seemed like a real screamer. What do you think? You think Renfield was a screamer? I don't remember. I know he liked flies. I do know that. Here's one. Two movies I think you'd like plus more Meshuggan, as it says. The problem with most of these people emailing you today is they don't understand the difference between love and like. It's like in Fatso, Dom DeLuise's brother said, No, you love bread. I like bread. You love bread. Well, I don't love and justice for all. You like it, you don't love it. That's right. I like it a lot. It's uh, an excellent flick. Pacino is great in there. The nerd from Christine, Keith Gordon, has gone on to direct some pretty good movies, especially A Midnight Clear and Mother Night. Memo to Flea, Darren Aronofsky didn't in fact direct The Wrestler. He wasn't just a producer. Aronofsky is definitely a one-hit wonder. Requiem for Dream is unbelievable, but everything else he's done is stunk to high hell. Two quick movie recommendations. Maybe you've seen these. I haven't. Big Night from the mid-90s, a dueling, uh, about dueling Italian restaurants in the 50s. It says, after watching this movie, you will immediately go to the nearest quality Italian restaurant and have a big meal. Damn movie, it says. Damn good movie. I don't need the movie for that. Big Night? Never seen it. I never heard of it. And Last Night, a lot of nights. Not, but somebody mentioned Boogie Nights before. I do like it a lot, but not one of my all-time favorites. Canadian movie from the late 1990s. The premise sounds stupid, but I thought the movie was really, really well done. Basically, the meteor is coming, the world is ending, and the movie focuses not on horror terror aspect of this situation, but on how people decide to spend what they know is the last day of the Earth's existence. It was depressing, but still good. In conclusion, don't let the bastards grind you down. Signed, not sure. Don't, don't you think some of these emailers could make up better names, better handles, better something? Yeah. The Dow's down 18 points. Not doing much. North Korea warns of, warns of attacks. Uh-oh. U.S. and South Korea. I say let's blow them off the map. What do you think? Sure. Oh, first he says, got a free dessert gift card in the mail yesterday for the Grand Lux Cafe. You want it? No, thanks. Enjoy it, honey. I'll take it. Oh, yeah, you'll take anything. Here's one that says, congratulations in doubling your audience. Wow. Maybe the Mouse and Eisner have some ideas to bring even more excitement to the station lineup. Says Brian from St. Augustine, listening via the Internet, like a lot of other people are, too. 
I was pretty impressed with that 1,000-plus yesterday. Wasn't that impressive? Yeah, that's good. Because generally the number is somewhere between 700 and 1,000. See, we're the one show in the universe that tells people how many people are voting on our poll and how many people are listening online. Yeah, and give us these numbers out. Just like these ratings numbers, as horrible and embarrassing as they are, this is what we got to work with right now. This is it. We're not going to say, oh, gee, we went up to a seven share, because we did not. We had a point four. Mm. A zero point four. Let me say it again. Oh! Point four. And that's an improvement over a point two. What did Clarence have to say? Do you look at you and go, oh... No, he didn't say much. He wasn't expecting much. He wasn't expecting it to be much different than what we just got uh, a couple of days ago. why would it be when it's basically the same bunch of uh, losers? Right. The same bunch of people who work for a cheap channel and have Paul and Ron, and they just have it tuned on all day. You know, once upon a time, back in the days with the diaries, you know, it was one thing for people to have wired diaries. Now it's another thing for people just to they just listen all day long. That's all. To whatever station they work for. O'Neill. Howard from Boca. New at GM, the groundbreaking bankruptcy 0% finance deal of a lifetime. Get a sleek new 2009 GM car for 0% financing. Pay for only three months, then our credit department will be wiped clean along with your debt. And the car will be yours to keep. The new GM bankruptcy 0% finance deal. We're all going under, so lose the ethics and come grab some great while the inventory lasts. Okay, 114 at 560 WQM. I don't know about you, but today seems like uh, about a 65-hour show. I don't know why. Just... Yeah. Does it? No, not to me, not really. Does to me. Seems like we've been on since uh, quarter to midnight a month ago. Maybe it's the way these numbers dragged out. You know, and we, we knew it wasn't going to be much different than the earlier one. Right. It was a waste of 21 sheets of paper in your fax machine. More than that. Whole bunch of sheets. You want me to count them? That would be, that would be compelling. <laughs> Speaking of numbers, 594 votes on the poll. Other than Godfather, of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like the best? Network, 126. A Clockwork Orange, 96. Glengarry Glen Ross, you fairy. 91. I hate them all, 78. Well, <laughs> to you. Deliverance, 71. Requiem for Dream, 37. Fatso, 19. Dracula, 19. I haven't seen any of these movies, 14. That's, that's, that's just mind-blowing. Magnolia, 12, The Hospital, 10, The Exorcist, 7, Christine, 6, Imaginary Heroes, 5, and The Covenant, 3. Haven't seen any of these. Wow. 14. 2.3% of the audience hasn't seen any of these movies. How, how could anybody not have seen The Exorcist? That's well, amazing. we don't like scary movies. We don't like pea soup. I don't like pea soup either. I hate it. Don't you hate pea soup? Yeah, not a big fan. Pea soup is for Dutch and for Goyim, which is basically the same, you know. Did Jews eat pea soup? I don't know. I'm asking the wrong guy. Yeah. I'd have to be really hungry to eat pea soup. Oh, God. I, I, if they paid me by the spoonful, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it with your lips. Pea soup. Tastes like caca. I do, I do enjoy a good clam, uh, corn chowder every once in a while. Yeah, though. me too. Yeah. I like corn chowder. I like any kind of chowder, except fish chowder, because I don't like fish. There's nothing more depressing than seeing a place that's got chowder on the menu, and then you see it's fish chowder. Yeah. Oh, phooey. The Democratic Party Committee Abroad, otherwise known as Democrats Abroad, passed a resolution April 25th recommending the legalization of marijuana in all 50 states, but the news appears to have gone completely unnoticed by all mainstream outlets. 
the MSM, once again, they pick and choose what we're going to know and what is important and what's worthwhile, and the rest of it they keep mum. The Democrats abroad are considered a state party by the DNC, which affords them eight elected voting members. They help U.S. citizens who are traveling and living outside the U.S. cast ballots in national elections. The resolution was first put forward by the Japanese branch of Democrats abroad after only minor debate, according to cost diarist Yo-Yogi Bear, who says he created the resolution that passed, moving up for debate by the Democratic Party Committee abroad, where it was met with some resistance. Yo-Yogi Bear. I don't feel so bad about the handles of some of our emailers now. Yo-Yogi Bear. Once the resolution passed our country committee, it was put on an agenda with the rest of the DA resolutions for considering at our global meeting in D.C., he wrote. Oh, DA resolutions. A couple of members of the leadership of DA seemed to think that this issue was not an area of core competence for our organization and questioned vigorously whether we should be considering any resolutions that contradicted President Obama's position at all. Our primary function as part of the DNC, according to the opponents, was to support the president and his agenda and help elect Democrats. Implicit in their argument was that this issue would somehow hurt the Democrats and Obama, though no evidence was ever presented to back up that assertion. So how do you like that? Democrats abroad want to uh, legalize marijuana in all 50 states. Not just decriminalize, legalize. I'm with them. Are you really? Yeah, tax it. Facts what? No, tax it. Oh, tax it. Sure. I thought you said fax it. But we're starting to get our stuff together now. We got that fax uh, faxed over all those horrible numbers. Mm-hmm. If you work for a cheap channel, man, now, of course, they're on the verge of a bankruptcy, so maybe they're desperate enough that they found some way to, some backdoor deal. I'm not accusing, but I'm just thinking back of that email I have from yesterday that I'm saving right here at the top of my pile. We have the participants in our back pocket, but you didn't hear it from me. From somebody on the inside of the building. Now, since you've got that mole over there, maybe you could get more information. Okay. You can get mole for the mole. Wouldn't you be fascinated if I don't you think the world would be interested in finding out how the hell they accomplished that or if it's true? Because it sure as hell looks like it. I'm hearing a name, Johnny Dolan. Sent that. Don't know who that is, though. I do. Can you say ass clown? He was over at uh, the coast when I was in IOD. George could tell you a lot about this idiot. His claim to fame that he once he once took a leak at the urinal next to Neil Rogers at IOD. That was his claim to fame. Wow. He also used to be Larry Kent's producer at INZ when I worked there. Johnny Dolan. So he's over there inside that building now, huh? Apparently. And he's the one that's sending these fake emails... Using Castronova's name? Mm-hmm. Now, no, I don't understand. You don't even know who that is. I know the name. I don't know who he is, though. I do. Well, you that, don't want to know. That's who my mole told me she probably was. And did the mole say that there's some validity to this assertion? No. Oh. The mole doesn't know? Didn't say. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the most important thing you'd want to know? I think that's above him. I don't think he would know that. Is this mole? I mean, obviously, you're not going to reveal your source, which is smart. But is this somebody I would know? I would recognize the name of? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you laugh? Why did you chortle when I asked you that? Um, well, I had to think about it for a second if you would know his name, but I think that you would. Would the audience recognize his name? Yes. 
Oh, they're going to be a lot of pressure. They're going to be waiting for you outside the building. That's okay. When you're done with all your other managerial duties by the end of the day. Duty. So when do you do your other duties now that you're doing 10 to 2 here? And I get here really early in the morning, and then, uh, you know, after the show, I, I work until I'm done. Like today, I was here at 7.30. No. Oh. Seven famous people who died during sex. Number seven, Attila the Hun. One of the greatest warriors in history was able to win a lot of his battles in his lifetime, but his marriage was not one of them. He suffered a heart attack while having sex with his wife on their wedding night. Feel free to mention that next time your girlfriend pesters you about making an honest woman out of her. Six, Jack McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's dad. Hmm. In a recent book, Matthew McConaughey's mother revealed that her husband died while having sex with her. Kay McConaughey went on to say that her husband's death during sex was the best way to go, and she insisted he be taken from the house in the buff because she was just so proud to show off my big old Jim McConaughey and his gift. Matthew couldn't be reached for comment because he was off making a bad movie somewhere, it says. <laughs> Pope John Pope John the Twelfth. The story behind Pope John Twelfth's death in 964 is disputed, but one of two things happened. Either he had a heart attack while having sex with another man's wife, or the husband caught the Pope in the act of having sex with his wife and beat him to death. Either way, the Pope's sex drive cost him his life. That sounds bogus to me. What do you mean? The Pope was having sex with a woman? Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. Well, we'll investigate. Four, Nelson Rockefeller. The former vice president died in 1979 of a heart attack while having sex. But what makes Rockefeller's death extra juicy is the fact that the woman under him when he died wasn't his wife. It was his mistress, Megan Marshak. Megan Marshak, and uh, to bed we go. Three, Michael Hutchins. The former lead singer of NXS gets the distinction of being the only person on this list that died while having sex with himself. As was widely reported in the tabloids back in 97, Hutchins was found dead in his hotel room naked with a belt around his neck. Officially, his death was ruled a suicide, but it's believed the real cause of his death was autoerotic asphyxiation. Two, Felix Faure. You know who that is? I never heard of him. It's got a picture of me here. He looks very distinguished. Frog. Hmm. It says, leave it to the French to add a layer of soap opera drama to your typical sex death. Foray, the former president of France, died of a heart attack in his office while getting, um, I can't use that term, serviced by a 30-year-old woman named Marguerite Steinheil. In an added twist, Steinheil went on to become a mistress to numerous famous French men after Foray's death before eventually getting married. And then, mysteriously, her husband and stepmother were found strangled to death in their home. And one, number one, Pope Paul the Tooth. Believe it or not, two popes have made the list of famous people who have died during sex. Make of that what you will. Anyway, in the case of Pope Paul the Tooth, he suffered a stroke in 1471 while being sodomized by a page boy. It says this explains so much. You think it explains so much? Explains a lot. Yeah. So there you go. Seven famous people who died during sex. Percy in Miami Lake says, I never, I, I never heard you comment on The Sopranos. That's because I won't watch it. A long time ago, Chicken X sent me uh, tapes of all the episodes, and I tried watching the first one, and I couldn't watch it. As a fellow Godfather junkie, I think it comes pretty close. I don't. David Chase, who I believe is a genius, inserted several subtle and not-so-subtle Godfather references. If you haven't gotten into it, you need to watch it from the very beginning. There are many references to previous episodes. You like The uh, Sopranos? You know, I watched, like, the first two seasons, and I lost interest. Hmm. I, I can't. I just can't get into it. 
It's a, to me, it's not it's not a mob movie. It's a Guido movie. You know what I mean? Right. Characters are all Guidos. With the sweatsuits. Hey, give me some Capicol, some provolone, you know, like that, Guidos. So one thing about The Godfather, there, there weren't like a whole lot of Guidos in it. You wouldn't call Frankie Pentangeli a Guido, would you? Not to his face. No. <laughs> Not if he had a razor blade. Where is my Frankie Pentangeli? One moment, please. I hope this is compelling for you. Because you know what your buddy Joe said. I don't understand why that studio is such a big deal. I kept saying, uh, uh, Michael Corleone did this, and uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah, sure. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Well, here we go again. Have you made your decision for Christ? The most controversial movie of our time, Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ, recently became available for home viewing on cassette. Religious groups, miffed at the release of the film theatrically, became outraged on the event of its home distribution. And so, for your spiritual edification, and for those who don't have VCRs or the price of a movie ticket, we are proud to present, live, part one, the radio version of Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh! Ah! Hey, buddy, buddy. Want to buy a hot stereo? Ah, uh, uh, gee, I better not. Okay. Ah! Oh! And so the controversy continues. Tune in tomorrow for part two, Martin Scorsese's The Second Last Temptation of Christ. Good day. Good day. Oh, I got something on here that I think uh, I need to see. Okay. It said something about Cheap Channel, which we certainly want to see all about that, don't we? Mm-hmm. And now I can't find it. Oh, please. Cracker, please. <laughs> Maybe I'll find it between today and tomorrow. Or more likely than not, I'll forget about it. Or maybe, more likely than all of it, it just wasn't all that important. Oh, there it is. Oh, it's from my anal chapstick. <laughs> he says, I'm in Clear Channel's pocket. Can you let me out? It stinks in here. That's cute. Yeah, that's cute. I mean, I know there's a lot of people in the closet, but there's a lot of people in their pocket. And now that I know who the moles... Um, I, now that I know where those emails are coming from, that explains a lot. That explains a lot about most of the emails. Because you're dealing with somebody who is... Yeah. I'm sure that he must be Mr. Radio and uh, Barry Jackass and all of these fake Jimmy Syphilis. That's uh, Johnny Dolan. If George were still around, he wouldn't be surprised, and I'm certainly not surprised in the least. You just don't know who that is. No. I should. Well, I mean, they're just that there are people who work in the business who are radio groupies. You know, you think, you think of the audience as being the radio groupies, but there are some people inside the business who've been in the business for years, so to speak, and they're just radio groupies. Oh, I once took a leak next to Neil at the uh, IOD urinals. Oh, well, great. Good for you. Paul Smith. Good old Paul, who's always giving us a lecture, says, Your ratings have hit rock-ass bottom. I believe it's a sign from God. Ye who make wicked of thee will have misfortune put upon them. You and your gay boyfriend flee have but limited time before your time will come. Stop, uh, stop, some, stop something. Stop the faggery and come to him. This may be your last chance before having no ratings. Oh, we've got some. I know in your heart you want to be normal. Take the first step in his name. From Paul Smith. Oh, I didn't realize I was gay. 
Paul Smith, uh, Joe Bell at inbox.com. <laughs> I didn't know Jolly Joe was a religious nut, is he? I know he's a nut. No, I don't think so. What's the big deal with the studio? Tracy and Kendall says, my poll nomination, I, I didn't know I was asking for nominations, is the talented Mr. Ripley. I, I would agree yeah. with that. I, in fact, I'd put it on there if I was you. Really? I've watched it about, oh, I don't know, 20 times. Every time it comes on TV, I can't shut it off. Well, it's really gay. You know, you, have you seen it? Yes, I have. And you didn't like it? It was okay. I watched it a second time because of you, it says. Despite all the poll choices, I had to vote for Glenn Gary, my favorite. Such a great movie. I've seen many movies, Magnolia Requiem, et cetera, based on your recommendation. I tell others to watch them and give you the credit. I'm watching Doubt tonight and look forward to seeing Miss Merrill kick some priest's butt. Oh, she's just brutal in there. She makes Kathy Bates seem like a Girl Scout. Speaking of movies, have you ever seen Memento? It's deliciously odd, but a great movie. Yes, I have seen it. In fact, it was on cable again the other day, and I have it on DVD, and it's got the... Um, what do they call them? Easter eggs? Mm, I don't know. The, the secret things in the DVD, the hidden things where you can watch it chronologically from, from beginning to end as opposed to from end to beginning? Oh, I've never seen that. I don't know. You've never seen Memento? Memento? I've seen the movie, yeah. You don't know about Easter eggs, though, huh? I don't know. I hope I'm using the right term. They're, they're, on almost every DVD, there are hidden features that you can only see if you do certain stuff. I forget how you do it now. Back in the day, we had a long, protracted thing about this, and I'm sure we'll get some emails about it. Maybe you play it backwards. No, Memento. Now, you've seen Memento, right? Yeah, of course. Excellent. Yeah, really good movie. Teddy. Teddy. And what's his name? Lenny. Hi, Lenny. Wow, you just dropped out. I did what? You just dropped out for a second. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why would that be? Not sure. Well, don't tell me we're having more technical difficulties again, although at least thank you, by the way, for sending me the directory with all the phone numbers, including the bat line on it. Yeah, we have a new one now, so I'm going to send you an updated one. A new what? New directory? Yeah. With a new bat line number on it? No, that line's still the same. That was pretty freaky last Monday when I couldn't uh, call you because I was dialing a number that's obviously disconnected, although it was ringing, and it was probably ringing in the old building, too. <laughs> yeah, it's still so. ringing over there. Go, go up the street and see. I was just there this morning. And? It's uh, pretty empty. I would think. Hector says, what numbers are these? I thought they don't come out till the start of the month. You better get with the new program, Hector. they got a whole new deal, Arbitron. they got a new 10-gallon hat that they put the stations uh, in there, and they pull the numbers out, and, you know, it's a bunch of crap. Kim says, Paul and that clown Ron announced today they're going on here in Key Largo and Key West starting in June. Sounds like they have a monopoly going on here with their show airing from Martin County all the way to Key West. I love your show, but i got to tell you, when I drive north on the sawgrass close to... Um, something springs, Coral Springs, all of a sudden I hear Cubans in the background of your show. It's terrible. And when I hit West Palm Beach, forget about it. Your show is completely covered over by Cubans. Cubans. I, I hear Cubans in the background wherever I am. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, that's right. You're in uh, South Florida. Yeah. yeah, like when I, I told you, I talk, took Paco to the sawgrass, and he was so disappointed. He said, I thought we were going to America. All I hear is Spanish. I would have thought he would have been in heaven, in hog heaven there, you know, because everybody's speaking his language. No, yeah. he was disappointed. He wanted to hear people speaking English, not on the sawgrass. Kim says, something's got to be done. Who can I call about this crap? To be honest with you, Neil, I'm mad as hell and can't take it anymore. Please help. How about if I talk louder? How'll that do it? Think that'll work? Guess not. Too many loud Cubans from Cuba talking loud over our signal. And isn't that the luck? 
I had it at 790 when we had WNWS, and Castro cranked up. He just follows me around, Yeah, that bearded bastard. Shirley Yan. Oh, Shirley is a nice lady. She's the one that gave George the money. I know you know that. Yeah. Shirley says, sorry to bother you again. I voted for Network as I feel like yelling out my window almost every day. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. The movie was so ahead of its time. That's correct. I haven't seen a few, but I have Netflix, so I plan on renting them. I guess meaning the ones on my list. Mm-hmm. Flea is a yes man. You say you don't like a movie, and he says, no, I didn't like it either. Waiting for you to say, is there anything else, Flea, like Howard and Robin? Anything else, Flea? No. No. Oh. Sorry to end on a negative note, Shirley. He says, I'm usually not this way. I'll be out of South Florida soon. Hopefully my attitude will improve. I hope so, Shirley. Get a change of altitude, honey. Ishma uh, Ahmed says, Ishma Ahmed, I love that name. How about the Titanic with Celine Dion singing at the end? Oh. She had the voice of an angel. I still cry when I watch it. Oh. I cry when I think of anybody watching it. With Leo and Celine. Blech. That yeah. is horrible. Canada's loss is your, Canada's gain is your loss. Or however that goes. Celine Dion. Kaka. Well, the movie sucked, too. Yeah, who was in it? Leo and uh, what's her name? Billy Kate Zane. Yeah, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane. Oh, is she a parshane? What's, what's the deal with her? I don't know. A real parshane, if there ever was one. How about that Randy Star- Starks? Don't you think it's a, a racial thing? Probably. Now, now, let me ask you about this new rating system. Is there, because it looks, it looks like juvenile to me. It looks like a kindergarten. The way it's printed out, the whole the whole thing looks so amateur hour. Are there demographic breakdowns available in these day parts like the old days or not? I don't know with the weeklies. I have no idea. I'm taking a class today at 2.30. You're taking a class? Yes. On what? On the, uh, the new system and how to use it. Oh, my God. You ought to give them a class. They're giving you a class? Who's this they? The people from Arbitron? Yeah. Well, give them my regards. Tell them that they're full of crap. Okay. Tell them that nobody in their right mind, even the people with the big numbers, I'm sure, don't believe it. Give them a big kiss for me right on the tookus. Oh, Neil. You're listening to Neil Rogers. Neil? God? This is CNN. Pageant owner Donald Trump announced Terry Prejean can continue her reign in spite of complaints from state pageant officials that she had posed topless. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We've reviewed the pictures very carefully. Beautiful, beautiful. Both of them. And I think for that, she has to be commended. She seems to be really in good shape. She does have a very nice figure. Both of them. Great big ass. And that's what I love the most. Well, here's what it looks like. It's enormous. It's really fascinating. It will be tested to see if, in fact, it has ratings. CNN Breaking News. Okay, 1602. Here's a musing one from uh, Johnny Dolan. Okay. Hi, Neil. No, it was not me who sent the email. I did enjoy knowing you back at WYNZ. However, I never urinated next to you at the WYNZ building as there was only one urinal. No, it was at the WYOD building, Johnny. Bad memory. Anyway, I'll try to figure out what is going on. P.S. Can I get your autograph, Johnny? <laughs> okay. Now, Easter eggs, Fat Man After Dark, and others have verified that my memory ain't bad, at least on that. He says Easter eggs is the right term. And the reason they call them Easter eggs is because just like Easter eggs, you have to hunt for them. They're hidden on the DVD. You have to click to a hidden spot on the main menu to find them. This is where I really miss George, he says, because Flea's knowledge of stuff like this is obviously lacking, though I do appreciate the fact that he isn't a pseudo-intellectual like George. No, I'm not pseudo-anything. Well, good. (laughs) And the way you find these is you just Google uh, online. Just Google Easter eggs. Oh, okay. I'm going to check it out. For example, right now I printed this one out. The 10 most popular Easter eggs as of May 2009. Iron Man. Wally. 
Wall E Wally. I don't know what that is. Star Trek: The Original Series. Batman Begins. Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. X Men Three: The Last Stand. Harry Potter and the uh, Goblet of Fire. Emily Guy, Family Guy presents the Blue <laughs> Blue Harvest. Yeah, Emily Guy. Pineapple Express, OEV, and Role Models. Those are the ten most popular Easter eggs. And then you can click on each one, and it'll tell you where to click and where to find and what to do on the menu on the uh, DVD. And you'll find all kinds of hidden stuff. Okay. And some of it's pretty neat. And like I said, on Memento, you can actually click on uh, some things and uh, watch it in chronological order from the beginning all the way to the end, which makes a hell of a lot more sense than the way it's done. You going to get into this or not? Easter eggs? I'm going to check it out, yeah, for sure. When in doubt. Check it out. 619 votes on the poll. Don't send me any more movies that I should put on there that I love. Other than Godfather of all the movies Neil loves, which one do you like best? Network 130, Clockwork Orange 98, Glengarry Glen Ross 96, I Hate Them All 83, uh-huh. Deliverance 83, 72, Requiem for a Dream 38, Fatso 20, Dracula 19. Haven't seen any of these movies, 16. Well, I guess a lot of our people don't get out of the house very much. I have no life. I get it. Magnolia, 13. The Hospital, 11. The Exorcist, 9. Christine, 6. Imaginary Heroes, 5. The Covenant, 3. And The Talented Mr. Ripley. Just went on there. Don't have any. Talented Mr. Ripley with, uh, what's his name? Matt, Matt Damon. And Jude Law. And Jude Law. And no, they did not get in the bathtub together. And Matt was not too happy about it. Now, you saw it, right? Yeah. And you said it was just okay? Yeah, I thought it was all right. Oh, wait, no, I'm a yes man. You know what? Yes, that was an excellent movie. I love it. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> when police wanted to question a teacher accused of having an affair with an eighth grader at a private religious school, she was out of town vacationing at Disney World with a student. Upon her return, 32, uh, Saturday, 32-year-old Maria Guzman Hernandez, a sixth-grade teacher at Hialeah's Our Lady of Charity, admitted to Hialeah police she had sex with a 15-year-old boy. Oh, my God. Hernandez was charged with sexual battery on a child over whom she had custodial authority, a charge similar to statutory rape. The boy's mother, who acknowledged to both police and Department of Children and Families investigators that she approved of the relationship, oh, boy is under investigation by both agencies for preventing the teen to have a month-long affair with the teacher and for consenting to the theme park trip. She approved of the relationship. What's your take on that? Hmm. Hernandez and the teen had a sexual relationship for several months, and the boy told police they had been sexually active since March. The two met at the school at 1900 West 44th Place in Hialeah. Detective Carl Zogby, a Hialeah police spokesman, said many of the couple's romantic encounters occurred at the apartment the boy shared with his mother. Maybe mom likes to watch. Who knows? Yeah. She apparently didn't find anything wrong with it. Thought the teacher was a nice enough person and a good influence on her son, Zogby said. The teacher, who had been in good standing at the school, was asked to resign. <laughs> After being read her rights, Hernandez, who had been a teacher at the school for four years, admitted to having sex with a teen. Hialeah Detective Felix Mendegui Gutia wrote in the police report. She was released on 10 grand bail Sunday afternoon. Hernandez, who's estranged from her husband, told DCF investigators she was going through a lot in her life. Her two children attend the Hialeah school. Oh, boy. Mm. Police haven't charged the boy's mother, though they're still investigating her actions and deciding whether to file charges. The Mommy Herald is not naming her in order to protect her son's identity. Mom says, oh, yeah, sure. Have a good time. 
A separate DCF investigation into whether the mom failed to protect her son is ongoing, Collier said. The mom told authorities she had consented to the affair. She didn't see anything wrong with it, and that's the challenge, they say. DCF has not removed the boy from his mother's custody, but the agency is planning to ask a child welfare judge to order the mom to accept services from the state. DCF has offered counseling to the boy and the rest of his family. The mother migrated to the U.S. from Cuba. In South Florida, the social service agency frequently provides outreach and education to new migrants who, whose parenting philosophies may not be acceptable, like the abuelas who kept uh, checking out Elian's uh, privates. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Parents cannot allow their children to have sexual relationships with adults. That's just not acceptable in the U.S., Collier said. That will not be acceptable under any circumstances. Rumors began circulating at the school around May 20th. For two days, Principal Xenia Torres struggled with whether to report the rumored affair to the DCF abuse hotline, but a school attorney insisted they had no choice under a state law that mandates the reporting of all suspected child abuse or neglect. Though the school identifies itself as a Catholic private school and State Department of Education records, Our Lady of Charity is not affiliated with the Roman Catholic Church, said Mary Ross Augusta, spokesman for the Archdiocese of Miami. Cheryl Edders, a spokeswoman for the Department of Education, said the state has not received any complaints about the school, which accepts students from pre-kindergarten through ninth grade. doesn't say whether or not the kid was having a good time. I guess so, huh? I'm sure he was. Maybe the 32-year-old teacher is hot. Or then again, maybe lukewarm. Maybe, maybe not. Alex says, I live in North Florida. Listen on the net when I can. What happened to George? George is no longer with us. He got candy, he got screwed over. They cut out his salary. In a budget-saving move, George was removed from this show. Now we have Flea, who's doing this for nothing. Doing this as a charity, as, as a labor of love, as Eric would say. Oh, here's that other thing. Larry King's horsey tail is full of holes. I'm sure glad uh, Jeff sent it to me a second time. Because I would never have time to do it now. Don in Homestead says, when I tuned in last Wednesday, you weren't on and I panicked. I thought Joe Bell had finally won and you were taken off the air. The two bozos doing the show should have mentioned what was going on. So those of us who were in and out of the car all day who listened to you would have had a clue instead of a near stroke. After the initial shock, I thought maybe you were sick or just PO'd at the raw deal George got. On Thursday, I was apoplectic to thought that you were gone. I drove around in a daze wondering what to do. My day, my job would be impossible to do without you to break up the day. Boy. Finally, I had to check the stinking Herald to find out what was going on. It surely is a sad situation when you have to depend on the Herald for information. <laughs> anyway, glad you're back. Hope you never retire, at least for the next 14 years. That's how long I have till I can retire. And I miss George a lot, she says. It says, hey, Joe Bell, if you'd like to drive away the few female listeners you have left, put on more of the swill that we had to suffer through last week. You'll accomplish your goal. Down in Homestead. How do you like that? She calls what we had on last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday swill. Wow. I think maybe she's got a point. O'Neill! You get a lot of big sports! With Neil Rogers on Sports Hole Radio, WQAM!
Tutto Tori. Tutto Tori.